0: It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on KXDS Santa Clara, 91.3 The Blaze. DSU Athletics is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now, it's time for DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: Yeah, what's going on? Trailblazer Nation, St. George, Southern Utah. It's the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln pregame show here on The Blaze. It's 91.3 The and, you know, 91.3 is going to be the place to be for today's broadcast. Dixie State Baseball taking on the Lopes visiting from Grand Canyon University. What's going on? Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster with you. We got a fun one going on on a Friday night. How are we doing, Callan?
2: We're doing great. Good batch up here at Dixie State sitting tied for second in the WAC right now. Grand Canyon first in the WAC, two of the best teams the WAC has to offer. Grand Canyon will get into it a little bit. They're one of the better teams really realistically in the country this is a team that's I think got a chance to get ranked at some point this year
1: Dixie State is obviously coming off the game against BYU that one went down here in St. George just a couple of days ago where Dixie State got the victory some would call it an upset seven to five it was the fifth inning for Dixie State where they scored four runs Callan did you catch this game
2: I I wasn't able to watch it live I had practice, but I was able to kind of catch up on, on how it went down um, BYU maybe not the the best year for them, but we've beat them two years in a row now, and it's a legit win. That's a that's a power, a soon to be a power five school going to the Big Twelve here in a couple seasons. So a really good win for Dixie State. Fun to get those wins against your in-state rivals. It was Caden Hollow in this one with three RBIs and two
1: hits. We'll expect a similar performance perhaps today from Caden. Caden, excuse me, but they're going up against a good. Good squad, Callan. You mentioned top of the whack Grand Canyon University. They've played some tough teams as of late. You scroll down their schedule. Uh, I mean, they started off 11 ranked Arizona, get a victory 19 to 3. You kind of go down, you face Oregon, you have a loss, a close one, eight to nine, then you bounce back with the win 13 to seven.
2: Yeah, I mean, games getting started here. Where they've got big wins here. They've beat number eleven Arizona. They split with Air, or Oregon State. They beat number four Texas Tech twice on Monday and Tuesday this week. Um, so it's a legitimate squad. They can beat anybody in the country. Um, I'm excited to see how it goes, and we're getting we're ready to to go with first pitch. We are underway,
1: folks, at Bruce Hurst Field. And the first pitch is going to be hit in the left field. It'll be
2: fouled just off in time. That one hit just down the line by Dustin Crenshaw. He's hitting first for the Lopes today. He's at third base. The starter today for uh, for Dixie State, their opening day starter again back out there, is Brett Portham. He's got a 5.21 one ERA this year. It's been a little up and down, but overall... One of the the guys that's been able to eat up innings for Dixie State. The most innings of anybody on the roster as his next pitch is well upstairs. The count is one and one.
1: Yeah, here in the one one count, Porthan either go with a ball or the strike. I'd like to start this one off
2: aggressive from the mound. Perhaps get it in the zone. This pitch well inside. Two balls, one strike. Dustin Crenshaw playing third base today. He's hitting just 205 this season. He He's only had 44 at-bats, so he's not one of the regular starters. He's starting in the place of Juan Colado. He's getting the day off as this one inside for ball four, so a leadoff walk for Dustin Crenshaw. But the guy he's playing for today, Juan Colado, I, I could see him coming in at some point. He's one of the better hitters. Um, for Grand Canyon, hitting three four home runs. So he's a guy you can see pinch it later in the day that you you want to worry about. But Crenshaw getting it started with the walk. So a good start to the game for the Lopes. Dixie State will have to work around it here. Being held on over at first base by Chase Rodriguez. Portham brings it home. And it's Elijah Burris showing bunt but taking ball one. Elijah playing second base for the Lopes today. He's another guy hitting really well. He started every game this season. Hitting 320. Portham's next pitch. Swing and a miss. Good pitch there. The breaking ball. Got him out in front. One and one. It's what you like to see. Have your batters seeing ghosts out there. Get them to chase one. Absolutely. And that's why we mix, you know, pitchers mix pitches up. It's because you don't know what's coming. You pull the string on them. They're looking fastball. They're just way too early. Toss over to first. Back safely is Crenshaw. Crenshaw, a great name among a couple of really good names we'll see out there for the Lopes today. My favorite being their eight hole hitter, their center fielder's name is Homer Bush Jr. That's what a baseball name.
1: Can't wait. You know, every time we do a baseball broadcast here in the Blaze, there's some sort of name, either be, you know, where a player's from, the player's last name itself. You get it all. This one high and away. Two and one. Two one count. This one could go either way. What do you think Borthan should do? Go for the strike? Go for the ball?
2: Yeah, I mean, two and one, you can't find, you don't want to fall behind three and one. So you're going to have it be right around the plate there. Batter likely in swing mode, looking for something good. He is. He's going to pop this one up into center field. And if it ever comes down, it'll be caught out there by Jagan Levitt. He brings that one in, so we got one away. Yeah, Levitt had to wait quite a long time for that one
1: to come in. Surprised he didn't lose it in the sun out there as we get the replay. Boy, that one just shot straight up. And Levitt waved off his teammate
2: and got the snack. You know, we usually talk about the the guys in blue out there. Blue, the umpires, they're wearing gray today. Home plate umpire, Javier Cantu, with Christopher Torres and, War- and Eduardo Rodriguez out there as well, so. Some uh, Hispanic representation on the field. I was going to say, the home umpire, he's got some gnarly shoulder pads out there. Looks like, you know, Mike Alstott. He's a big dude. You don't want to argue with him. <laughs> Throw over to first is not in time. Stepping in is Jacob Walker, the shortstop. And this is the guy you got to worry about in the Lopes lineups. He takes strike one. Jacob, or Jacob Wilson, excuse me. He's hitting 393. He's got eight home runs. Both lead the team. Ten doubles to lead the Lopes. He's the best player for him out there. He's got an 0-1 count right now. Portham, long look in and brings it home. This one hit in the air again into center field. It's going to be Levitt again. This one much more shallow, still well up there, battling the sun, but makes the grab two away. So Jagan, two up, two down so far. Two not too difficult catches, didn't have
1: to dive or anything, but you know, considering the sun's coming down, I mean, it's six o'clock in St. George. Yeah. You try to drive in that,
2: hey, try catching a baseball coming down at you like that. Clear day out there, 86, not much wind. That ball can get lost. But Levitt out there, sunglasses, makes it work. Tyler Wilson coming up next for Grand Canyon. He's playing first base, not related to Jacob Wilson. Same name, but not brothers. I thought maybe they were. I looked it up. They're not. I think the batting order fools us. Yeah. First pitch to Tyler. He's first pitch swinging. Grounds this one over to second base. Nice stop. Short throw over to first Really nice play there from Tyler Hollow. Speaking of brothers, Tyler and Caden, the brothers out there, and that'll get them out of the inning. So a leadoff walk comes to nothing. We go to the bottom of the first, scoreless here in St. George.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blades.
3: Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that
0: comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org.
3: You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack.
0: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln We now return you to Dixie State Athletics On 91.3 The
2: Blaze
1: Yeah, welcome on back It's the Blaze Dixie State Baseball Facing off against the Antelopes of Grand Canyon Bruce Hurst Field On a Friday night Boy, you are in the right spot
2: Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster here on the call With you Callan, let's run through that lineup for the Trailblazers today, the regular leadoff hitter Shane Taylor playing third, right fielder Jack Walker, followed by Caden Hollow, the star of the team, playing catcher Zach Thomas is gonna DH hitting fourth. Caden's brother Tyler, second base, hitting fifth. In the sixth spot, it's Parker Schmidt out in left field with Chase Rodriguez, the first baseman hitting seventh. The eighth hitter, Matt Avancich, is hitting at shortstop, and then Jagen Levitt, that Jagan Levitt that we saw make a couple of plays in the top of the first, playing center field. And they'll be going up against Nick Hull, who's having a really good year for the Lopes. He's got a 2-2-5 ERA. He's played in seven games, started all seven of them, 40 innings. Another innings eater, their leadoff guy in the pitching staff, Nick Hull. And here we go, Shane Taylor digging in, started off. it is looking to get to a hot start in the game, that, that first pitch. It's going to be strike one to Shane Saylor.
1: Wow, that one was slow right down the middle. I don't think Taylor
2: expected that placement on the first pitch. Yeah, a lot of times you, you're taking all the way to start the game, but I like to see guys be more aggressive. I mean, the common theory is you want your leadoff hitter to see a lot of pitches so the guys behind him get a look as that one's low and in, and that way you kind of get a better look for the guys behind you, but, I mean, if it's there, you got to be swinging.
1: So, you know, some pitchers... They operate based off of speed. Nick Holt does not seem to be one of those guys. I mean, he takes his time, even with the windup, the release. It's it's not a whole lot of speed coming towards the plate, but it's, you know, the location can be tough to hit as we just saw a foul
2: ball. And that went off to the left. And You see a lot of the best pitchers do that. It's, it's pitching instead of throwing. Um, my favorite team, the Royals, just re-signed Zach Granke. At this point in his career, he's, he's not throwing. 95, 96, but he's got a lot of different pitches, a lot of movement. He hits his spots, and that can be even more effective as this one's hit over to the left side. It's going to drift out of place Still 1 and 2. I mean, it comes down to these guys are so good out there, even at this level in Division One baseball, especially when you get to the pros. That If it's 100 miles an hour but straight, they're going to hit it if it's down the middle. But you start to move it and pull the string on them and have them guessing out in their back foot, there's no chance.
1: Yeah, the batting cages are fun when it's all shooting out the same speed, right in the same spot every time. Oh, man, I can't imagine this.
2: These guys, not the same as that Boy, one. Boy, Again, fouled off talking the Talking about left.
1: staying alive. I mean, if anybody has their car parked out there, it would have gotten hit twice by now.
2: It's a good thing he's not hitting them towards the parking lot right now. <laughs> Callan, you actually snagged a ball right behind the field. I did. Right I was... before this one. I was driving up here and saw a ball on the road, pulled over and grabbed it. It's got the WAC logo, a well-used ball, just a batting practice ball. Hopefully no one from administration is listening and going to get mad at me for that. <laughs> that one upstairs, too, and so As I'm they, sure they have enough baseballs.
1: For you to pull over on the side of the road like that, that's a
2: baseball-born boy right there. I, I do love me some, some ball. Very excited opening day, and we will be obviously yesterday. I mean, you are just high on life right now, my man. Yes, sir. A big baseball guy. The 2-2 pitch here, Shane Taylor, looking for his seventh pitch of the at-bat. At one. Call strike three. It looked well inside. Shane Taylor did not like it, but he's rung up by the home plate umpire, Javier Cansu. And he'll go sit down.
4: Javier,
1: what's up with that? I mean, we get the replay Uh. here. This one's definitely high and inside. I don't think there's a question about it. You just see the catcher shift over completely. I mean, look at Sny, Snedeker have to, you know, kind of move the knees, shift over the hips. That's a ball, folks.
2: Look like a ball to me, but I'm not down there. <laughs> our, our boy behind the plate, Gray today, he's got a better view than us. But a tough strikeout, but at least, you know, saw a few pitches. Jack Walker will come to the plate. He takes strike one. That one looked a little outside, too. He might be in... We got In a, big for a, a bigger zone tonight, which I'm not always terribly afraid of. I like to see guys swinging. I like the offense. Yes. I like the aggressiveness. Jack Walker hitting 319. This is just his ninth start of the year. A couple of doubles, mostly. A lot of singles, but a high average. So he puts this one into center field, drifting over towards right. Oh. And... That's going to be caught. That was a really nice diving play out there by the center fielder. It was drifting away from him, and he went into a slide to make a really good catch. That's Homer Bush Jr., our guy. There you go. Making a really nice play. Jack just left it up in the air a little bit too long. So it'll go down as a fly out to center. You
1: know, if Bush had to extend out for that one, maybe that makes Sports Center top play. Instead, kind of has to slide back onto his hamstring and gets the grab.
2: And first pitch swinging, Caden Hollow lifts it down into center field as well. He's going to drop this one in for a hit. No chance for Bush there. A little dink or so. First hit of the game will go to Caden Hollow. I mean, who else? That guy is having a heck of a season. Caden hitting 320, four home runs, a triple. Eight doubles and a solid defender. Came into the year ranked as the number 48 catcher in the whole nation.
1: You know, Hollow could have maybe taken a chance at that one. No, excuse me. Homer could have taken a chance to dive after that one. Instead, just kind of plays it clean, plays it safe. And Hollow only gets to first.
2: A good play with two outs. You don't want to let the guy get in a scoring position. It'll be the DH Zach Thomas up next for Dixie State as he takes this one. Well low on inside. Zach DHing today. Kind of a half-and-half starter. He's played in 17 games, just 11 starts. He is hitting 318s, got a couple couple dingers, so Zach having a good year. Well, he really came on strong about a couple weeks ago. Since then, his batting average has fell just a bit. He pops this one up. It's going to be just out of the infield. It'll be the right fielder coming in. And he'll make the grab just over into fair territory. Tyler Aguilar, so a single from Caden Hollow goes for not. We go to the top of the second inning, still scoreless.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blades.
4: Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama
0: you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.
1: I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much, for, for taking me, me to the doctor when I broke my foot, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And, and now,
4: as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for taking you to your therapies, for understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone.
3: Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org
2: caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on ninety-one three, The Blaze.
1: Yes, we're back. Moving out to the top of the second, still scoreless through first. As expected, Dixie State in Grand Canyon at Bruce Hurst Field. Boy, you are in the right spot once again. Friday
2: night baseball swinging the bats here on The Blaze. Absolutely back in. Brett Portham back to the bump. He had a quick first inning, a leadoff walk, but then three quick outs. He's going to face the five, six, seven hitters here, starting off with Adrian Torres. Adrian, the DH today, a lefty hitter. He takes strike one. Yeah,
1: looking at the stats here for Torres on the year,
2: as I find them. sitting 278. This is just his ninth start of the year. He hits the ground ball. This one hits the bag, picked up. That was the funky play. So the ball was a ground ball just up the first baseline, hit the bag, popped straight up into the air, and Chase Rodriguez had to quickly take a couple steps in, grab it, and just did get to the bag in time on one hop. That thing hit first base, and then Chase went and grabbed it. And recorded the out, so that'll go as a ground ball three unassisted. An interesting play, but an out nonetheless. You always see something new on the baseball field. A ground ball three unassisted. How about that? Learn something new every day. It'll be the left fielder, Cave, Cade Verduzco here, and he hits this one deep into left center field, and it's going to be brought down on the warning track by the left fielder, Parker Schmidt, out there. He had his back all the way to the wall as we watch it again. He got into that one, just not quite enough. Oh, it was Levitt that got on the warning track. My bad. Yeah, Levitt's been having himself one heck of a day.
1: Three snags so far, responsible for three outs. Levitt's been playing good in the
2: field. Verdugo with the best hit ball really of the day so far, but it goes for Nod and brings up Tyler Aguilar, and he takes ball one. He's playing right field for the Lopes. Aguilar hitting down further in the lineup. He's hitting just 245, but he's got big power numbers six doubles, a triple, seven home runs. He's third for the Antelopes in slugging percentage, slugging 519, which is very high. He takes ball two here. So a lower average, but a big power threat at the bottom of the order for Grand Canyon. It'll be a 3 0 as this one's well outside.
1: Yeah, and you typically don't see, you know, seven home runs coming from a guy this late in your lineup. But good strategy to maybe kind
2: of clean it up. He takes strike one down there, taking all the way. When you're building a lineup for the Antelopes, I mean, they have such a loaded roster. They're such a good baseball school that you're going to have quality hitters one through nine. There's, There's no break in this lineup where you can say, well, at least we'll get this guy out. When you look at the batting
1: averages across, you know Dixie State and Grand Canyon, you wouldn't necessarily think, "Oh man, Grand Canyon just slings the ball way better." But it's the, you know the rest of the stats and the competition they've get, go uh, went up against, and the home runs and the RBIs, everything pretty
2: much, but the batting average would you know signal towards the Lopes. That one fills the count. Next pitch, swinging, puts this one just over the second baseman's head over Tyler Hollow. Picked up. Out there by advantage. So a man aboard. First hit of the game for the Lopes. And it will be our guy, Homer Bush Jr. coming up. Yeah, and that one definitely not
1: as easy for Levitt. Really no chance to make a play on that.
2: Homer stepping in. first pitch to him. First pitch swinging. Grounds this one over to the left side. Picked up by Mathaventures. Goes second base the short way and gets the out there. So we'll force out at second base. Aguilar out on the play. 6-4. And we'll go to the bottom of the second. Still scoreless in St. George.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze.
2: This is you over 30 years ago.
0: Are we there yet?
4: Are we there yet?
2: And this is your
3: mom now.
4: Are we there yet? Are we there yet?
3: Roles change without us noticing. That's why
2: AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
3: Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman
4: is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91-3 The Blaze.
1: One hit apiece, still knotted up at zero. We're heading to the bottom of the second. Jacob Zimmerman Callan Webster here on the Blaze. Dixie State back to the bats. It's time for some offense.
2: Nicole takes the the bound here. He's gonna get Tyler Hollow. Parker Schmidt, Chase Rodriguez, 5 six, 7 for the Trailblazers as they, too, had one-man reach in the first. And we'll get going here in the bottom of the second. First pitch on the way. It's going to be swung and poked to the left side. Fair ball just up wow. the line. Tyler's going to dig here and look for two. The throw is going to come in. He's going to retreat back to set first base. Probably a good decision there. He turned hard but decided to stay put. Look at that.
1: Get to stretch the bat. Barely gets contact with that perfect placement. Way too high for third base to grab it. The left fielder had to trap all the way towards the sideline. Just a couple of feet, you know, between the ball and that stripe
2: of white. Absolutely. Played well by the, the left fielder there to give him give him credit. Cade Verduzco, he got a strong throw into second. Now tossed toss over to first back safely is Tyler Hollow. So it's the Hollow brothers with the first two hits of the game tonight. In I think you first, could guess that. In the first game, that's, that's those boys can hit. Tyler Hollow hitting two fifty five, not quite the three twenty hitter his brother is, and this one's going to be laid down for a bunt, placed perfectly. It's going to be a quick throw to first, and that will get Parker Schmidt, but on to second on the sacrifice is Tyler Hollow. So a man in scoring position here.
1: That one had some heat on it. That's third baseman, number 51, Dustin Crenshaw. That ball took a couple of bounces off the bunt as we get the replay right here. Hold nearly had a chance at it. The last second lets the guy, he's used to making that throw right to first, get the throw, and that's Crenshaw
2: with a nice speed on the arm. The other big reason you let the third baseman get that one is because his momentum is already carrying him to first. Pitcher coming off the mound, that's a real tough spin throw. You're probably not getting him if the pitcher... Has to field that one. That'll bring up Chase Rodriguez playing first base today for the Trailblazers. Nick taking a little too long, so Chase calls time and steps out, digging back in now. Hitting 329 for the Trailblazers in 19 starts. The second highest batting average on the team. He's got a home run, six doubles. Takes this one low and in. One ball, no strikes. The man in scoring position, Tyler Hollow.
1: Yeah, all year long, Chase Rodriguez, number eight. He's had his batting average towards the top of the team, kind of sitting in that top three really all year long with 24 hits.
2: Just behind Shane Taylor. Takes this one low and in. So hitters count, man in scoring position. Trailblazers looking to break out on top with the first run of the game. Chase digs back in, wide stance. Nicole taking his time, changing his cadence up just a little bit with a man on second. Not a huge lead. That one up and out, 3-0. and Yeah, that one not close. I was expecting you know, a pitch
1: closer to the zone. You don't have to fit it right in there like we saw that first pitch of the game. But uh,
2: 3-0 count on this one? Didn't expect that. Yeah, just lost control of a little bit. It's hot out there, 86. Sun shining down. Your fingers can get a little sweaty. and A little sweat can help you grip the ball better, but if it's too much slip at times. Not a huge lead for Hollow. This one's going to be strike one. The shortstop, Wilson, for Grand Canyon, is playing just behind the runner, which is the equivalent of holding him on. He's obviously not going to stand on the base there. But keeping that lead short, so a hard hit single may not score the run. He's getting a good secondary lead. He's going to take strike two here. Another one that looked a little inside. Chase stepping out. Not super happy with the call.
1: I think it hit that top right
2: corner of the zone. Just maybe barely getting in there. So Chase has run the count full here without swinging the bat. The 3-2 pitch on the way momentarily. This pitch swing and a miss. Chase Rodriguez is going to go down. That pitch was up and away. Not a bat he's going to be super happy with. So it'll be up to Matthew Evanchich if the Trailblazers are going to cash in on the leadoff single from Tyler Hollow. He'll remain at second base. Matthew playing shortstop today, hitting 316 on the season, so he's a good guy to have up in this spot. Hole
1: with the off-speed pitch on that last one. Got him to swing a little
2: early. First pitch in here is going to be a strike. 0-1. Trailer's is taking a lot early today. Not swinging early in the count, which can put you in a hole a lot of times when you got a guy it's a good pitcher like Nick Hole. You get down in the count, I'd, I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive as this one's inside 1-1.
1: this year, 316, average 24 hits, 17 RBIs, not bad for that fifth spot.
2: Nicole, a graduate student from Bothwell, Washington. He's played all five years here. His eligibility at Grand Canyon. And this pitch going to be strike two, one and two. Nick, six feet tall, 205. Strong right-hand thrower. One-two pitch. Tyler Hollow on second. Two away. Swing and a miss. So another strikeout for Nick His third of the game. Trailblazers get a man to second, but strand him there. We'll go to the third inning where Jacob will be on the call. Still scoreless.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The
4: Blades. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community
1: a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest
3: donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: Yeah, welcome back. Dixie State Baseball, you can find it here on The Blaze. 91.3, the place to be. Jacob Zimmerman, Callen, Webster here on the call. Your score... Going to the top of the third. Still goose eggs. Two hits for DSU. Just one hit for Grand Canyon. Coming off some big-time wins earlier this week against fourth-ranked opponent Texas Tech. It's time to get started back into this one. The top of the third is now underway. The first pitch from Porthan Going to be hit right, splitting the cap. And a diving effort there. Did he make the grab? Yes! Levitt made it. So a very similar play he had, I believe, in the first inning. You no, know, a very similar play to Homer Bush's grab, where he had to, you know, chase down over to his left. This one, a liner. And boy, what a snag there with the left hand from Jagan Levitt.
2: Catching Cy Snediger. Didn't have a hit. Thought he had one. Nope. Like you said, pretty much a carbon copy of that, that play by Bush sliding on his knees. Going over and getting it. And that's one to keep an eye on as maybe the better play that we're going to see today. So that was Sny Snediger,
1: Just rounded out the rotation. Back to the top, Dustin Crenshaw. Watching that one go by. And it's an 0-1, no, 1-1 count now. So Crenshaw, third base, number 51 Looking at his stats once again. Kind of towards the bottom. Not really a starter, as you mentioned earlier. As we see a ball there, 2 1 count now. Just a 2.05 batting average in 12 starts. Seeing 44 at bats, has just nine hits.
2: Not really the guy you're expecting at the top of the order.
1: No. An interesting approach from Grand Canyon. We'll have to see if that switches up later in the week. This is a three game series, folks. 2 2 count now. That last pitch dropped significantly. This one's gonna go just over the head of the pitcher and right into center field. That's gonna be a single for Crenshaw.
2: That's one of the ones you're just glad it didn't hit the guy. That one was yeah, just, look out Portham. Just past the face of Brent Portham. And he'll take the single rather than the concussion.
1: So Dustin Crenshaw, he got a hit in the first inning, didn't he?
2: He walked in the first okay, inning, so, so he's, he's one one for one tonight with a walk, so a good start to his game. So we say his stats aren't, aren't the best, but <laughs> it's working out.
1: Maybe the coaches saw something in practice, and this one's going to be hit. It's going to be popped up foul of that first base launch. So now this is Elijah Burries, second baseman, number 29,
2: flew out in the first inning. He's back up. You talk about the coaches making the right decision, and Andy Stan- Stanowski, the head coach for Grand Canyon, has got the credentials.
1: We don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It's one of those Mike Sheshevsky kind of last names.
2: Absolutely. Seven-year big leaguer, minor league manager, MLB scout, Career with the Yankees, the Astros, the Montreal Expos, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So he's a, he's a baseball man.
1: Portland here in the 0 1 count. Gathering the concentration. This one thrown in the zone. Getting that right side. And it's 0 2 count just like that for Elijah. Porthan going to eye at first base. Has Crenshaw over there. One out here, top of the third, scoreless. You're listening to Dixie State baseball here on the Blaze. Porthan going to wind up and throw. This one in a similar spot, but just an inch or so outside of the zone.
2: One-two count now for Brett. Elijah Burris, just a sophomore, having a really good year, hitting 320 out of Upland, California. Played at Orange Lutheran High School.
1: That one going to be outside. Caden Hollow had to shift the stance just a little bit. Make sure that one didn't get past him. As there is a runner on first. That's Crenshaw. You know, every time Porthon does take a peek over there. Can't risk anything. You know, there was that, you know, walk-off steal... Where the pitcher never even looked up from the glove, had a runner on third, never saw him. And the game was over just like that. And that was by Texas
2: Tech, the team that Grand Canyon played earlier this week. Wow. One play.
1: The throw. Is it there?
2: Yes. The double play is there.
1: Oh, wow. Look at that. The throw from Ivanchits, the second throw from Hollow, and the snag from Rodriguez with the stretch. Fielded beautifully. The toss hollow right on the money to rodriguez and that's how you get it done we're headed to the bottom of the third you're listening to dixie state baseball facing off against the lopes of grand canyon we'll be right back here on the blaze
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze.
4: Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org.
3: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Josh Groban. My favorite thing about music is its ability to inspire and nourish the soul. That's why I'm proud to work with Feeding America, an organization that inspires hope for families in need and helps nourish the 16 million kids in this country struggling with hunger. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and helps get it to kids in need. But they can't do it alone. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91 3, The Blaze.
1: Welcome back. It's The Blaze. Nicole still on the mound for the Lopes Trailblazers now, grabbing the bats. It's time to swing. Jagan Levitt in the box for Dixie State. Watches that first one go by for a ball, and Callen. We got a replay as we were coming back of that last out on the double play. It looked like maybe Elijah Barry's might have been
2: safe. It looked to me like he beat it out, but there's no replay in in college baseball, so the Trailblazers will take it. We'll take it all day.
1: Is this one going to be connected from Levitt Right in the center field where he plays, and that one took a bounce, and Jagen is safe on first.
2: You know, we talk about a play like that. You're like, well, we'll take it. There's no replay. And I actually saw something recently from a, a cricket game. I've been getting into watching cricket matches. Wow. But this was a cricket highlight posted by John Boy, if you're familiar with him. He does a lot of, of baseball stuff on social media, and he does, like, these breakdowns. And it was a play that was kind of questionable, and the fielder, they weren't sure if he caught or not, and the fielder called for re- replay himself, saying, I'm not sure if I caught it, rather than just trying to sell it. And in cricket... It's like a gentleman's game. They actually have like scores and like awards given out for sportsmanship. So it's like a common thing wow. in that sport to say, "Hey, I don't know if I got it or not. Go to the replay. I don't want the call to be wrong, even if it favors you." Mm-hmm.
1: Perhaps over there in the countries where they play it, if a bad call decides the game, you know, maybe the player has to be a little careful once he's exiting the stadium.
2: <laughs> Potentially. But in cricket, outs are, are so much more important than even in baseball that I guess there's just a more emphasis on it. Hole had just checked Levitt before he threw his first
1: pitch to Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor struck out on a questionable call, but the third baseman is back up here. Back to the top of the lineup for Dixie State here with zero outs, bottom of the third, 0-1 count. Would love to see Dixie State get on the scoreboard here. Another check to Levitt but he'll be safe Shane Taylor one of the premier batters for Dixie State on the season when you're looking at the stat sheet Callen you can't lose Shane Taylor at all you know why because he's at the very top batting average 330 106 at bats that's the most on the team this one going to be a hit splitting the gap between short and third over into left field and that's going to be another single two on for Dixie State
2: zero outs And that'll help the batting average right there. The second baseman was playing real close to the bag and the third baseman closer to the line. So a pretty big hole over there as they shifted over to the right just a little bit. So Shane Saylor took advantage, put it kind of right where the shortstop traditionally plays. So now it's Jack Walker, the right fielder, number
1: 11. Stepping into that left box, going to bat right. Looking at the stats this year for Jack. Jack did not start the year, but since has started eight games in the 19 games he's appeared in. Walker in 35 at-bats, has 11 hits and 11 runs as well. And that first one is going to be called a strike. Had to check it, the ump there
2: for a sec, but yep. Jack's the kind of player that you wonder sometimes why he's not getting more starts. He's he's done well with all of all of the opportunities he's been given. He's just a sophomore, though, out of American Fork. So a couple more good years here for the Trailblazers. He's a guy that's part of the future. Chris Feitenhauer,
1: manager for Dixie
2: State, Is that one is fouled off. 0-2 count now. Showing bunt in those first two pitches. Unlikely he'll still be bunting with two strikes, but I guess we'll see. Walker, a right hander, six foot, 180.
1: Walker has a wide stance. Wiggling the bat. He's ready to go. Levitt on screen. He's. on second. This one's going to be bunted right towards first. Hole has a chance. The scoop underhand, and there's the out, but Dixie State does advance to second and third.
2: You don't usually see that, bunting with two strikes, because of course if you bunt a ball with two strikes foul, it's a strikeout unlike a normal foul ball, but he got the job done, moved the runners up to second and third. That's what he was asked to do, and he got it done. A great chance here for the Trailblazers to score with just one away. And a perfect placement there from Walker,
1: you know, a couple feet away from that right stripe, the foul line, and,
2: you know, nearly got there safe, too. Yeah, he almost beat that one out. It was, it was placed down perfectly, um, and you love to see it. You know, once you get it down, you try to run it out, but setting up well here for Caden Hollow, the best, the best guy you want up in this situation.
1: Hollow, the catcher showing bunt, then pulls it back last second. And a 1 0 count now with the ball. So, do you think even now with the one out, even with Jack Walker just going bunt, you know, three times in a row, you think Caden Hollow is going to stick at the
2: bunt here? I doubt it. I think that's kind of the thing where he's he's probably taking that first pitch, just wants to show bunt to, to maybe draw the infield in a little bit, make him think about it. I would imagine he's swinging away.
1: Hollow resting the bat on his shoulder. The throw is going to be fouled off there from hole. And now a 1-1. One, one. That one foul of the left third baseline.
2: A little bit off balance on that swing. That one in on him. Swung a little late. Kind of more of a defensive swing.
1: Still scoreless. Bottom of the third. Dixie State has their best chance yet. The ball game to break the goose egg. This one's connected and it's going to split the gap. A run will score for Dixie State. A second one coming home. The throw from Homer won't be in time. And yep, that's a two RBI
2: single from Caden Hollow. A nice swing there. Just put it where the fielders weren't. That's how this inning's gone. All three hits have been put where the guys aren't. An RBI single there. An aggressive aggressive move to send the runner from second. But it was cut off by the pitcher. And not in time. A low throw I don't think was going to get there in time anyway. It was a little bit off line. And you said it. Hollow was going to swing the bat. He sure did. This one
1: didn't really have any time in the sky. Just kind of rolled between everybody. And nobody had a shot at that. I mean... Burry's on second base was the closest. And your pitcher, Nick Hull, couldn't get the glove down in time as well. So Caden Hollow showing up big again
2: for Dixie State. Caden Hollow, that'll be RBI 20 and 21. Put him in second on the team behind Shane Taylor right now. And now two RBI ahead of Chase Rodriguez. And had to chase that one down.
1: That one nearly got past him to the right. You know, even with those runs in Dixie State. Still's got a guy on. That's hollow. And still just went out. Zach Thomas, DH number 14. And that one very low and outside once again. Snedeker... Not really being able to rest in that catcher position.
2: Zach Thomas, a smaller guy, six foot, 184, smaller relative to high level athletes. Not your typical DH build. He's got a split stance, a bit more of a slap hitter, just two home runs on the year. And that one outside
1: again, but some more hide on it, and it's going to be a 3-0 count. So now perhaps we're seeing Nick Hole, after giving up the two runs start to question himself when throwing it anywhere near the strike zone.
2: Yeah, Yeah, you tend to see guys like this once they kind of get in a hole, trying to be a little too picky, a little too careful, trying to hit their spots exactly on, and you just start overthrowing and you miss your spots by a lot and that's how you get to 3-0 counts like this. He's going to need to focus back in if he wants to prevent an even bigger inning from the trailblazers.
1: And Hull hasn't really checked Dixie State runners very much at all. That might have been the first one I've seen throughout the game as Caden Hollow gets back to the bag in time. This one finally a strike. Zach Thomas won't swing on that one, but that one was probably the best pitch he's seen without a doubt so far in this at-bat. Yeah, it looked like
2: he was taken all the way, wasn't going to swing regardless. Which is a strategy you take a lot on three oh you're like, well, I mean, this guy is, is wild, but I hate it. I mean, that guy's gotta get a strike across. So if of it's good, swing, look, look fastball. And if it's a fastball, put the bat on it. You
1: have a swing and miss to spare, but it doesn't matter. The bat flip. And Zach Thomas is gonna be jogging on over to first. That's gonna be a walk. And Hollow will move to second. So all of a sudden, things getting a little interesting. And now we're seeing Andy Stinskowski, as we're going to call him, as we can't really pronounce the name, come out towards
2: the mound. The first conversation of the day. Yeah, I come out, to check on the pitcher, calm him down. Nick Hole, a really good pitcher, just a two-two-five ERA coming into today. So it's a little uncharacteristic. I mean, of a team that has played some of the the best teams in the country. I think sometimes when you come off games like that against Texas Tech and you're you're coming off a high beating the number 4 team in the nation in division 1 you you're a little I mean they're tired. There's I think the first
1: game I think the first game's a trap game in this scenario. You know, Dixie State arguably the best team here that, of any athlete any sport here, you know, at Dixie State. And they've done a solid job this year, early into their Division One life. 14 and 14 overall, eight and four in conference, eight and three right here at Bruce Hurst Field. But you know, Grand Canyon—they're pretty much a better team, but right now, not looking
2: like it. Yeah, I mean, this baseball team for the Trailblazers has been impressive. I'd—I'd I'd give it the nod It's probably the best team on campus right now. Yeah. So, as much as they're not Texas Tech, they're—they're they're a good team. They're a team that's capable of, of beating teams like Grand Canyon. We saw them, you know, hang with Arizona State earlier this year. They've they've had some some pretty impressive wins. Bottom of the third right now,
1: 1-0 count. So after Zach Thomas took a little jog down the line, it's the brother of Caden Holler who just had the two-run RBI single. It's now time for number 24, the second baseman, Tyler. This one's going to be hit right to short. The double play chance. And, yep, it's there. So just like that, when Dixie State had everything going, they still get the two runs, but then a double play. Boom, boom, boom. Just like that Grand Canyon still in this one. Two to nothing. We're heading into the top of the fourth here on the Blaze.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
4: Hi, this is Maria Menunos coming to you with some urgent news impacting families across America. Studies reveal that one in five children in America are struggling with hunger. That's nearly 16 million children. The good news is that the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks is helping to get surplus food to children and families facing hunger. But they can't do it alone. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org.
3: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
2: Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety.
0: to the action for dsu athletics brought to you by ken garf st george Ford lincoln we now return you to dixie state athletics on 91.3 the blaze goose eggs no longer well at least for
1: dixie state two nothing heading to the top of the fourth you know this one was not one where we expected maybe dixie state to run away with things and they're not running away yet But, you know, all the momentum points to their side at home at Hurst Field. You know, the Lopes, as we've been talking about, coming off two big-time upset wins against Texas Tech. This one, a trap game here in the
2: top of the fourth, and Brett Porthin still on the mound. Yep, and what you want to see here from Brett is a quick inning, get the Trailblazers back out there on the field. Don't let the momentum switch once you have it. That last pitch...
1: Jacob Wilson just saw that one come pretty close to his left shoulder in the 1-1 count. Number two, tapping the bat on the shoulder. Going to swing at this one. This one hit in the left field. Pretty deep, and that's going to be caught for the out. The snag made there by Parker
2: Schmidt. Hit that one well. He's got kind of a weird stance, straight up right, feet close together, which typically isn't a, a big power stance. And just didn't quite get enough on that one, just shy of the warning track.
1: So following Jacob Wilson, it's now time for Tyler Wilson. First base, 30, no relation as we just said. Stepping into that left, excuse me, the right box bat and left. And that first one high and outside from Schmidt. Excuse me, not Schmidt, that's Porth. Right here going to wind up again. This one a little slow, but down the middle for the strike. Evening up at one. Tyler Wilson had a ground
2: out to second in the first inning. Tyler Wilson with his stance there. His, his top foot turned in just a little bit and kind of his knees turned in together. Something you see a lot out of the players out of the Japanese League. Something you see out of Ichiro Suzuki. Yes. Shohei Otani. Guys like that. You know, between one of the breaks, Hull
1: had really been heating up. Had three strikeouts. And I mentioned, you know, he's getting strikeouts like Otani, who just had nine in the opening day yesterday
2: in four and a half. Otani is just one of the most impressive players in baseball. To go two ways like that, have a low three ERA, you know, 40-plus home runs last year, 46. To do it on both sides of the ball like that is something that, I mean, it sounds crazy, but we frankly haven't seen it since Babe Ruth. And I don't know when we'll see it again. I
1: saw something on Instagram today. Hopefully you can kind of clear this up for me, Callan. There's now a Shohei Otani
2: rule. Yeah.
1: Kind of explain that. Is that where the pitcher comes out, he
2: can still hit? Yeah, so the pitcher can pat, bat for himself, and then if you choose to have him bat for himself instead of the DH, um, he can come out. Well, he can come out into the DH spot. Okay, so he can be the DH without losing your DH spot once he exits the game. So Showcase can hit for himself, come out, and instead of him coming out of the game as just the pitcher, he moves to the designated hitter. He led off yesterday. Did his batting order change? No, it okay. stays the same.
1: Full count here. This one connected into right field, going back, but the snag is made. Stepped up there right into the first blade of grass, right in front of the warning track. And that is a good grab there for Dixie State
2: by Jack Walker. And the difference on that rule is is before, if you had Shohei pitching he and you wanted him to hit, he is hitting just as the pitcher. So if you if he's hitting and then he comes out of the game, your relief pitcher is now in that spot. And you're going to have to pinch hit for him every time someone comes up. Now he just takes the place of the designated hitter. And that's a rule that was created for Shohei Ohtani. I mean, other people could use it. But as of now, I don't see that being used by anybody but the Angels with Shohei. <laughs> Number 23, Adrian Torres,
1: the DH. Speaking of, you know, DH, he In had your a grand
0: four dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 913, the Blades.
4: We are your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll. We say we
1: Sake. Health insurance is now affordable and covers prescriptions, hospitalizations, and preventive care. Visit
3: GetCoveredAmerica.org to learn more.
4: And take care, people!
2: Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken garf St. George, Ford, Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: Following the first strikeout of the day.
2: We're back in action here for Dixie State. After the first strikeout there by Brett Fortham, it's still 2-0 Trailblazers. And Parker Schmidt will lead off for the Trailblazers. Followed by Chase Rodriguez and Matthew Ivancic. The first pitch in from Nick Cole after a tough third inning is going to be strike one right down the chute.
1: Bottom of the fourth here, Jacob Zimmer and Callen Webster. I couldn't just hear myself. Now I can hear myself. We're all good. Second pitch, 0 1 count. This one shot to third. Instead, it gets past the shortstop. And that's going to be a single for Dixie State. Tyler Hollow
2: starting it off here at the bottom of the fourth. Looking to hopefully put up a couple more runs for the Trailblazers. Single to start the third. Single to start the fourth. Try to get Nick Hole back on the ropes. So Hollow
1: had the single. Gallon, you think that one's going to go down as an
2: error? That was, was a tough play. He was ranging all the way to right. Even if he gloves that, I'm not sure he can make the out. I imagine replay. that goes down as a single. That's a, that's a really tough play. Single's probably what I would call it, too.
1: Give the guys credit for getting on base. Parker Schmidt, left fielder. This one going to be grounded. The throw to first. And the out in time. Just barely. So Schmidt swinging on the first pitch there from Nick Hole. Now it's going to be number eight, Chase Rodriguez, stepping back up into the box. The first baseman struck out in the second. Now he's up again in the bottom of the
2: fourth. Seen a lot of sack bunts here early from the Trailblazers. That's their third attempt at it this game. They're looking to go one or two runs at a time. and Establish a lead there. Um, calls time.
1: This is not Rodriguez, this is Ivanchich.
2: Yeah, yeah, Rodriguez had the sack month. So Ivanchich, 28
1: short stop. He had a hot start to this year when it comes to batting average, still top 5 on the squad. 3.16, 24
2: hits and 76 at bats. Another guy, it's interesting to see at the bottom of the lineup with a batting average like that. Fifth on the team in batting average, or uh, sixth, I guess. Zach Thomas being just ahead of him. But definitely more of a singles hitter, not a high slugging percentage, just one home run, one double, one triple.
1: That one low, outside, nearly in the dirt. And a good snag there once again from Sy Snedeker. Throws it back to Nick Hull. In the 3-0 count for Ivancic. Matthew wiggling the bat here, perhaps expecting a strike. Hull check checking second, instead throws home, and that's called ball four. So Dixie State now has runners on first and second. And once again, back to back, pretty decent starts to the inning, third and fourth. Dixie State perhaps here making Coach Andy for the Lopes. Perhaps question, maybe should I pull Nick Hull? Start having the guy warm up, what do you think?
2: Uh, I think it's a little early. A couple more batters, and you might see someone get up. I mean, it depends on where they want Nick to get pitch count wise today. He's, he's getting up there just a little bit. We don't have a counter for it. 48. But 48 pitches. Yeah. I mean, give him a couple a couple more batters before you, you start worrying about it too much. Nick's a very good pitcher, and you hope he gets it figured out. But that's five straight balls now Is that one's slowing in. Following Ivančić's walk, this is Jagan Levitt,
1: number four, the center fielder. Jagan led off the bottom of the third. He's already up again, and a lot of great connections with the bat have been made in between that last one. He really got started off. Let's see if Levitt still has the spark. At that time, Hole wanted to throw over to second instead has to regather himself look towards home again for
2: a new pitch Levitt singled and scored his last time up in the third this throw towards home no swing that's
1: down the money for the strike so this inning for Dixie State to get this right with you Tyler Hollow has a single Mm-hmm. Parker Schmidt, ground out Chase Rodriguez, ground
2: out Walk No, Parker Schmidt led off with the single Chase Rodriguez, bunted him over to second Matthew Vanchich walked And now Levitt's at the dish Okay Hmm. Now when he swings and misses with the runners going it looked like a hit and run, but the ball got away from the catcher And they'll say just a little foul tip So runners are going to have to go back That's always a confusing play there. Yeah. Only the ump can see that. Perhaps the sound is what really gives it away. Yeah, as a home plate umpire on those foul tips, you're typically calling it based off the sound, especially with the metal bats that they play in, play at with in the college level. It's pretty easy to hear whether they get a piece of it or not. That one
1: hit, in and out of the glove, and caught again, and
2: the scoop for the double play. Oh, man, Nick Hall, what a snag there. That was a crazy play. It was lined hard up the middle. He tried to glove it. It popped out. His glove fell off, and then he caught it barehanded. And with the runners seeing that, they thought the (laughs) ball was going to drop, and so he doubles off advantage at first. That's a tough break on a hard-hit ball.
1: Wow, we're heading to the top of the fifth. That was the craziest play of the day. Dixie State's offense there in the bottom of the fourth comes to an end. 2 nothing still after four. You're listening to Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster here
0: on The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blades.
3: Get out to the forest and discover the wonders of nature with your family, just like Blue, Jewel, and the whole Rio flock.
4: Let the kids connect to their roots. It's
3: going to be so much fun. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Let's rock this jungle. Yay! Fresh air.
4: What a glorious morning. Clean water. Woo-hoo! This is woo great.
3: And endless surprises. Yo, this is untapped territory. How
4: so amazing.
3: <laughs> Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
4: This is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing all across America. Despite having more than enough food available, there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids. But they need your help. Learn more at feedingamerica.org.
3: A message from Feeding America.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford, Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91 3, The Blaze.
1: And we're back here on the call. Jacob Zimmerman, Callen Webster, a base hit for the Lopes, just like that on the first pitch here in the top of the fifth.
2: Cade Verdusco, go a solid line drive up the middle. Two hops over to the center fielder, Levitt, and he'll be aboard. So the leadoff hitter on for the Lopes as Brett Portham will look to hold them scoreless again and retain the 2-0 lead for the Trailblazers. Up next is Tyler Aguilar, the right fielder for Grand Canyon, number 24, and he takes strike one. Tyler Aguilar, a junior out of Evans, Colorado, Northridge High School, Six foot two oh five, big, strong left-handed hitter, playing left field today. I think he pronounces it Taylor,
1: Tyler, a little differently with the spelling.
2: Uh, it's probably Taylor. It's the. It's got
1: the A in there. You never know these days. The check there to first is poor thin. Thought he had something there, but the runner is safe. Oh one count still.
2: Infield playing straight up. Outfield swung just a little bit over to the right side with the lefty at the plate. He pops this one up high into the air. It's going to be short and playable in center field for Levitt. He'll make the grab. So one away. Runner remains on first. He'll bring up Homer Bush Jr., the best name on the field today. Homer, out of Southlake, Texas, and Southlake is a powerhouse of baseball. That's a city that absolutely cranks out players from Carroll High School. They've got a, a very popular minor league team, the Southlake mm. Skeeters.
1: So coming from a place where baseball is really popular, he's
2: still nicknamed Homer. <laughs> I think that's his legal name. That's what's on the roster. Got a baseball dad. You know, big baseball city, you get some baseball names. He takes strike there. So it'll be 0 and 1. 6 3, a taller guy, just 190. Right hand hitter, quick guy.
1: Callan, you think the extra length he has, you know, compared to some other guys, gives
2: him extra strength on the swing? Yeah, you can see a little more leverage on there. Um, he's not a big dude at, at just 190 at 6'3", obviously isn't overly sized, kind of more of an athletic type, uh, single setter. There's no home runs on the season, six doubles. He's a quick dude, plays a really nice center field. So you're kind of your tall, athletic outfielder. I'm sure he can play all three positions. He takes that one. It's one and two. You know, speaking of tall,
1: that one still had some height. Oh, and right up there by the neck of Bush Jr. Here in the one-two count from Porthan.
2: Bush awaits the pitch. Porthon brings it home, and that's well upstairs, above his head. So it'll be two and two. Oh, from zero oh and two to two and two.
1: You know, the strike zone does move up, but it doesn't
2: move up that much. Certainly not. When it's over your head, pretty safe to call it a ball. Not going to get a lot of arguing from either side. <laughs> Bush
1: kind of, you know, the frame of him given his skill kind of reminds you of a guy who would play leadoff.
2: Yeah, and I I mean, it's a situation probably where he's he's got the tools to be that leadoff hitter. Um, they would hope someday. He's just a sophomore, but this year, I mean, he's hitting two ninety six, so it's it's certainly not bad, but... When you look at a lineup with a guy hitting 393, 387, a 320 guy, a 316, there's other guys to put at the top of that lineup. 2-2 pitch. On the way. That one just a little inside. Run the count full here. Man aboard at first. is Cade Verduzco. One away. Top of the fifth. 2-0 lead for the Trailblazers. Shadows starting to creep onto the infield. 3-2 pitch. On the way home. Swinging a ground ball. Diving attempt there. Not going to be enough. It's going to sneak on through. Runner going to go all the way over to third as Cade Redusco was running hard on the pitch. So the Lopes will have men at the corners. With just one away as he singled that one just past the diving ev- Avancich trying to make the stop. I think
1: the real play there was the base running speed there from Verdusco. A lot of the times, you know, the runner doesn't take a chance on that one. Instead, had a great start as soon as that one was swung. You know, turned the bag beautifully at second.
2: And right now it'll be up to Cy si Snedker. The catcher, 6'3", 190, about the same size. He's out of Houston, Texas. Went to Princeton before transferring to Grand Canyon. He swings and hits this one into left field. It'll be back and over the head of the left fielder. He read it poorly. It's going to score a run. Runner from first had to wait to see. So he's going to end up at third. But that's going to be a double from Snedeker. And it's going to be 2-1 now. And they'll still have two men in scoring position here. Yep, this one almost took a curve
1: midair, it looked like. And you know, I think Parker Schmidt lost that in the sun.
2: Yeah, it looked to me like he should have been able to make a play on it, but it was just read poorly as the infielders are gonna gather here. And Fattenhauer will come out of the dugout. I don't yeah, I don't really think that one's on Port and all.
4: No, it was
1: it was certainly hit well. He has relied a lot on his fielders today, though.
2: He only does have the one strikeout. Yeah, and the Trailblazers traditionally have a, a fairly good defensive lineup. They they do well in the field. Really, interestingly enough, it's their shortstop. Matthew Advantage has 13 errors this season to lead the team. Wow. The, next, the next guy, Shane Taylor, has got five. No one else more than three. Shortstop's tough, but... A gap like that? Yeah, he's had some trouble with, with them. I mean, it's it's a position that you're going to get a lot of difficult plays that are going to lead to errors, but you'd like to see him clean that up a little bit. But outside of, of him there, really, the team's been very solid. So it's going to be second and third, and Portham's going to have to work to limit the damage here as Grand Canyon has put their first run aboard here in the top of the fifth. It's 2-1 Trailblazers. And still a pair of runners aboard. That one's going to be in for strike one to Dustin Crenshaw. Homer Bush over at third base and Sy Snedker at second. He just had the RBI double. Very key next couple of pitches here for Brett Porth
1: and his count starting to move up as well. 59 throws on the
2: day. Oh, one pitch into Crenshaw's swing, and he checked it in time. It's going to be outside, so it's going to be one and one. Back to the top, as we mentioned, with Dustin
1: Crenshaw through baseman, 51. Looking at Crenshaw's stats this year. Once again, as we mentioned, he's way towards the bottom. But this game, he's
2: he's been feeling it. He walked in the first, singled in the third, and looking to do more damage here in the fifth. He's going to swing and hit this one into the air. It's probably going to be just foul. Two and two. Or one and two. So the one-two pitches. Got away with one it was hit well there. Foul. Portham could really use a strikeout in this situation. The infield is in. That one's going to be outside two-and-two. Two. We've seen Grand Canyon
1: and not just baseball come to town. And Dixie State giving their best bet. We've seen the basketball team come to town. And Callen, do you remember what happened when the Lopes came to play some hoops against the Trailblazers here in St. George?
2: Let me know. After this pitch, swinging a ground ball. High chopper's going to be fielded at second and over to first for the only play. But a run is going to score the infield was in but that one was chopped so high there was no chance to bring it home and that's going to tie the game on the ground out it'll be a two-two ball game
1: So that story Callen the Lopes came to town Dixie State got arguably their most impressive win in basketball school history with the upset of the Lopes Grand Canyon won the Western Athletic Conference tournament last year they're the best team in the WAC essentially going up against guys you know Javon Blackshire, Holland Woods, Sean Miller-Moore, and Hunter Schofield, Cam Gooden, and the rest of the squad coached by John Judkins got the upset victory if you were in the Burns arena for that one it was electric
2: a lot of good games out of the basketball boys this year and in the big ones the overall records yes. maybe not what you want to see but you know, with wins over Southern Utah, Utah Valley, Grand Canyon, California Baptist. A lot of key wins in there. And the one zero pitch is in there, 1-1. and Two outs now, but still not out of the woods. Cy Sneakers sitting over there at third with two away. And Elijah Burris at the plate, facing a 1-1 count. Portham now going to try to get out of the inning with the game still tied. The next pitch. Coming home, and that's well up and out. 6'1", 185 for
1: Fourth and maybe not having the accuracy he once had 60 pitches ago, but still, still not doing bad. Has allowed two runs as of recent, and you got to maybe think his time comes to an end after this inning, but
2: not a poor performance from Brett. That one low, three and one. Berrius, the only player for the Antelopes this year to start all 31 games. Ooh. Jacob Wilson with 28 starts. Tyler Aguirre with 28 starts. A couple guys at 27, 26. Other than that, quite a few guys that rotate in and out a little bit for Grand Canyon. The 3-1 pitch is outside, so that'll be ball four. And another runner's going to reach here. Runners on the corners for Jacob Wilson. Wilson on the day, 0-2, flew out to center field his first time up and over to left in the fourth. He'll bat now with runners at the corners. Dixie State looking to limit the damage, keep this game tied. And, you
1: know, and walks Burries, and maybe in that situation after just giving up an RBI, maybe it's not terrible, except you're facing off against their shortstop, Jacob Wilson. 393 three average. 46 hits, 8 homers. All of those stats, best on the team. I don't know why you walk to face this guy.
2: It doesn't sound like something you're doing intentionally. Wilson also leads the team with 35 RBIs, and he takes strike one there. Didn't like the call. Yeah, this ump has been a little little questionable, a little different today. We have a wide zone, but... From this angle, it's a little tough to to tell. And this one shot into left field. That's going to get down. That's going to give the Antelopes a lead. Under a hard turn at second, he's going to stay put, is Brea. So an RBI single for Jacob Wilson gives Grand Canyon a 3 2 lead here. It'll bring up Tyler Wilson. And the Lopes not sitting down easy in this inning.
1: And Calanar's stat sheet here, her scorecard starting to get a little messy. Here in the top of the fifth, looking at the lope side of things. This inning has been eventful. Started with Verduzco, the single, then a fly out from Aguilar. Since then it's been success. Bush Junior, the single. The RBI double from Seneca. An RBI off a ground out from Crenshaw. The walk there from Burries. And then that play.
2: First pitch into Wilson's hit into the air. Third base side, it looks like it's going to be playable, and it'll be brought down by the third baseman, Shane Taylor. So the Trailblazers surrender three in the bottom of the fifth. We'll go to the sixth inning. Trailblazers now trailing three to two.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze.
4: Hey, Nick Cannon here. So we all know we've got a lot of talent in America. But unfortunately, there's something else we've got way too much of childhood hunger 17 million kids struggle with it in this country that's why the feeding america nationwide network of food banks gather surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families join me in supporting feeding america and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org
3: a message from feeding america and the ad council
4: Hey, everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing brings a bigger smile to my face than cooking up a big meal for the whole family and lots of friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in our country who struggle with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids. But they can't do it without your help. Support Feeding
3: America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU
0: Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, Saint George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on ninety-one three, the Blaze.
1: Yeah, the tide just changed. Grand Canyon a lead now three to two over the Dixie State Trailblazers at Bruce Hurst Field. Glad you're joining us for Friday night baseball here on the Blaze ninety-one three, the place to be
2: for everything Dixie State Athletics related. After the Trailblazers surrendered the lead there in the fifth, bottom of the fifth, they're going to try to take it back. Right, guys, at the plate to do it. Top of the lineup coming that pitch in there. Strike one, Shane Saylor, Jack Walker, then Caden Hollow as the Trailblazers will try to get back on top here. 0 one counts. Shane Saylor, single and scored his last time up. Struck out in the first. Next pitch to him outside one-and-one. Yeah, that last pitch just
1: outside
2: of the zone. Nearly crossed the plate. Shane's still just a sophomore here for the Trailblazers. Got a lot of sophomores playing a lot of games right now. The future bright for Trailblazer baseball is this one down low two-and-one. That pitch almost had some
1: curve on it. Looked like it was coming towards Shane... Kind of at the last second, curved out the
2: way. Bit of a breaking pitch from Nick Hole there. Through four innings, he up six hits, two runs. Struck out three. That one, three and one.
1: Yeah, check swing there from Shane Taylor. Thought about taking a swing at that one, but leading off the inning, used to leading off as he stopped leading off this game, often does. Just trying to wait for that best pitch.
2: The 3-1 on the way home. Swings and he pops this one up over to the left side. Looks like it'll stay in play and be caught there in foul territory by Crenshaw. So, Shane Taylor, the first out of the inning. Pops out foul to the third baseman. will bring up Jack Walker. Sack Bunt, his last time up. Flew out to center in the first. So, he's still looking... For his first hit Hitting 314 on the year A guy with A lot of hits Yep 11 runs 11 hits Still looking for that first homer though He's going to take strike one The upper outside corner Caden Hollow on deck Zach Thomas if anyone gets on base Number eleven is Jack Walker. That one's inside of one and one. Yep,
1: yeah, Walker from Cedar Hills, Utah. To American Fork High School. That's and throws right. Let's at six foot one eighty.
2: Nick Hole, deep breath, brings it home. Throws it upstairs. Two and one. Another hitter's count for the Trailblazers. See if he can take advantage where Shane Taylor couldn't. Bats with that sliding glove in his back pocket that a lot of players use now to avoid their fingers getting crunched when they're running the bases. Swings and fouls this one off to the right side. That'll get out of play. Two and two. Tell me more about the gloves and the finger crunching. Yeah, I mean, you, you've seen in the past a lot of players, they slide head first. Their finger will get jammed or sometimes even broken as it catches the plate or a player standing there. And that glove comes out and it's 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 more like a, a stiff mitten, I guess. Okay. And helps them, I mean, I think it gives a little advantage. It gives you a couple more inches of reach, but that one's going to be upstairs, full count. It, it allows you to slide without being worried that your hand is going to get caught, your fingers jammed. So, good. Good little player safety feature they allow them to use at all levels of baseball now. I remember a couple years ago, the Royals left fielder Alex Gordon slid headfirst into a base um, in spring training, jammed a finger and missed opening day. That one down the middle, strike three called. Nick Hole. another K, is fourth on the day. And Jack Walker will make the long watch back. Walk back to the bench with Caden Hollow coming to the plate. Two away here in the top of the first for the Trailblazers.
1: And you know, that umpire has been having quite some fun with Nick Hall on the mound. You know, he kind of gets to cock back and give the strikeout
2: call almost once an inning. He does wind up on that one hard. <laughs> it's fun. Caden Hollow takes strike one. Pitch that looked like it missed its spot a little bit. Catcher Snedeker there had drift back inside, but ended up right over the plate. So I had mentioned earlier that Tyler Hollow had
1: two hits. I stood correct. He hit a single, then grounded out in a double play. It's Caden Hollow who has two hits in this one as a single, uh, kind of splitting that gap right by shortstop in the first, and then in the third has a two-RBI single. So Caden Hollow has been absolutely everything Dixie State's wanted them to be today.
2: 1-1 pitch comes in. That's going to be strike two. And if you're going to bet on a guy on the Trailblazers to have a big day at the plate, to have a couple hits, he's the guy you look for. Caden awaiting the pitch. Outside, two and two. The infield covered now, fully in shade. It's a little tough. There's a moment there, these night games, where the pitcher will still be in the sunlight and the, the the batter will be in just a little bit of shade. That makes it a little harder on the hitter with the ball going from the light to the dark. It's a little harder to keep your eye on it. Now with both players in the shade, it's, it's not a big deal anymore. That one's outside, so from one and two, Caden Hollow has worked the count full. Three balls, two strikes. Zach Thomas waiting on deck if Caden can reach base. And that one nearly curved back into the
1: zone. Hole definitely had some nice control over that one, but just couldn't get it where he
2: wanted it. 3-2 pitch. Swing and fouled straight back towards the camera. So Caden will stay alive. Three balls, two strikes. Umpire... Steps away for a second to get a couple more baseballs. He's back in there now. Caden will dig back in. Second baseman playing kind of straight up the middle, just to the right side of the second base bag. Caden Hollow from Boise, Idaho. We get the pitch. That'll be ball four. So Caden Hollow on for his third time today. Gives Zach Thomas a chance with a runner aboard. Caden okay, two for two now, two RBIs, a walk. The Trailblazers can find a way to win this. You're looking at a guy that could be the player of the game. I was looking up and down the roster, Callen. I
1: think you know Dixie State baseball does a really nice job of not just recruiting inside of Utah. A lot of their guys are from you know Nevada, California, Washington, Idaho, Arizona. I think Chris Feitenauer does a really nice job of his recruiting. And, you know, the success really shows
2: out here in the West. You got to do it. There's a lot of big baseball states. You know, Arizona, obviously very warm. California's got a lot of baseball guys. So you got to recruit your areas like that. I'd like to see a little bit more of the recruiting out of Texas at this point with you know, a whole division in Texas. Yeah. in the whack Now um, you can even use it like, hey, we're going to come play these teams. You're going to be back home. You can play against the teams you've watched growing up. Um I mean, that sounds like a pretty good pitch right there. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him recruit a little bit more out of, of of Texas. It's it's a baseball hotbed, but when you can offer a warm climate like this, it helps a lot. That one flown into center field, and it'll be caught by the center fielder. Another nice grab by wow. Bush there, and it'll end the fifth inning. We'll go to the top of the sixth. Trailblazers down just one. 3-2 Grand Canyon. Here gotta, on ninety-one-three, the Blaze.
1: I got to get a replay of this one, Callan. Oh, wow. Homer Bush Jr. got up for that one. Boy, what a snack.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze. Hey,
4: this is Reva McIntyre, and I wanted to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org.
3: A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
4: Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org
3: message from Feeding America and the idea. It's back to the action for DSU
0: Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Welcome back.
1: We're headed to the top of the six here on The Blaze. Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster on the call, and Brent Porthon, still the man on the mound for Dixie State. Brett Portham
2: back out there to work here in the sixth inning against Grand Canyon, 3-2. The Antelopes lead. He throws strike one in here to Adrian Torres, the DH. He's struck out and grounded out to first base on the day. He was the one that hit that roller to first that kind of popped up. A weird play we saw in the second inning. Now he bats with an 0-1 count. He hits this one on the ground, picked up by Tyler Harlow there at second, over to first, Chase Rodriguez. A quick out here, just two pitches in, ground out to shortstop. I'll bring up Cade Verduzco. So now
1: it's twice that Torres, the DH, has grounded out
2: towards the right side. Keeps it over there, both balls pulled right into the defense. Cade Verduzco singled and scored to lead off the fifth inning. He flew out in the second inning, takes this one in for strike one. Rodusco wears number six, stands just 5'11", 175 out of Gilbert, Arizona. He swings and grounds this one through the right side. That'll be a base hit past a diving Shane Taylor, and he'll be aboard for a single here with one away in the sixth inning.
1: Grand Canyon building on their momentum they had in the last one, putting three rungs up on Dixie State. And we'll see. We'll see what they can do here in this one. If it will continue on, or if the ESU can
2: recover, can't tell who it is, but someone is thrown in the pen for the Trailblazers if Porthan gets into further trouble here. Tyler Aguilar to the plate. He singled in the second, flew out to make the first out back in the fifth inning. First pitch to him is missing outside. One and O. Oh.
1: Yeah, Aguilar this year, the 26 hits, has seven home runs, and we mentioned that. Now he has really done a nice job getting the homers, and I don't know if he's playing in this you know, spot in the lineup all year long, but having a guy this late in the rotation, an interesting idea, maybe not bad. Flies this one
2: into center field, and it's going to be gone just over the trailblazer there. Right by the scoreboard, home run for Tyler Aguilar. He'll drive in two more. It's gonna make it five to Dixie State. Just as you bring up the home runs, he hits number eight.
1: Cal and I almost jinxed that one, man. I you know I mentioned how Dixie State might get a stop here. The momentum from the fifth inning. I mentioned the home runs. Pretty much it all went against me as Levitt had to run back and back and then realized. There's no point in running into the wall. It's over the fence.
2: Yeah, I think we can squarely put that one on your shoulders, Jacob. We're going to (laughs) blame you. That's not Brett Portham's fault, but it will be Brett (laughs) Portham's final batter as he'll come out of the game, gives up five runs in five and a third innings of work. So the day is done for Brett Portham. I think Portham
1: had a solid start, really nice start through the first couple of innings there. It was only a matter of time. Started to show some fatigue there, I thought, in the fourth. Then the fifth really got out of hand. I was actually really shocked to see Porthan still on the mound here to start the sixth.
2: That's looking like that might not have been the right call. The pitcher coming in is going to be a left-handed pitcher out of Lakeside, California in San Santa High School. It's Ben Hart, 6'2", tall lefty, 205, number 15 for the Trailblazers. Ben Hart on the year a six four three ERA in eleven relief and eleven appearances two starts on the year he's pitched just in fourteen innings giving up twenty hits ten earned runs six walks thirteen strikeouts so hasn't been the the greatest year for him opponents hitting three fifty seven um, but they'll turn to Hart see if he can. Keep him in this game. Now a 5-2 ball game.
1: I remember Hart from last year. I called a couple games. I remember Hart was in the action. So let's pull up last year's stats, and if I'm correct, yep. Oh, no, I'm not correct. Ben Hart, 8-6-7 ERA.
2: Hasn't been the smoothest of rides for him, but he's another one of those sophomores that plays a lot for the Trailblazers. So hopefully someone that can figure out in the future. And who knows? Maybe today's that day. He starts to lock in. Well,
1: Charlie Nation, Trouble Nation should help in a game like this down three runs all of a sudden. I mentioned momentum. I think after, you know, Dixie State scored those two runs, ever since then, there was a double play. The Lopes have taken advantage of that. Momentum is on their side now.
2: It certainly is. We'll look to swing it back the other way. Homer Bush coming to the plate. Singled and scored his last time up. He's had a couple of really nice defensive plays today out in center field. He takes ball one here. A sliding grab on his knees. And then a great leaping catch of a ball that was drifting over his head. He got up and made the grab. This one down the heart of the plate. Two and one.
1: Yep, Bush, one of the most outstanding athletes we've seen so far today. Typically, you know, in the games, baseball games here on the Blaze, it's someone who stands out with a bat, someone who stands out in the field. Not too often this year have I seen either a baseball player or a softball player really be able to do both. That one inside three and one's a Homer Bush. Bush definitely loves to keep his feet in place, but move the torso out of the way when the ball comes close.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's not the most effort to get out of the way. You're happy to take it, get on base. This one's pumped in there for a strike. So, two strikes to him now as Ben Hart faces his first hitter of the game. 2 2 count, one away, top of the sixth. Trailblazer's down three. Lefty brings it home. We will be down low,
1: full count. And I think instantly you can kind of sense that Bent Hart is putting a lot more speed on these pitches than Brett Porthon
2: was there late in the fifth and sixth. A little bit of a harder thrower, and this one swinging hit into right field, and it's going to drop in for a hit, and it, Bush going to turn and go for two. The throw in there, wow, he is safe. It was a close play, a hustle double. We need to replay on this one.
1: Boy, Homer with the speed, places it nicely,
2: immediately takes off. That's not a ball you traditionally see as a double, and I don't think Parker Schmidt out there was expecting him to go for two. He kind of jogged over to the ball, and Bush turned hard, and he'll be in scoring position here for for size Sn- Snedeker. I think that was Jack Walker number 11. It
1: was the second bounce there that allowed Homer Bush Jr. to get the second.
2: It was indeed. Here's ball one. That ball you're right over to the right fielder Jack Walker.
1: Size Snedeker. The ground out. And an RBI double in this one so far. He plays the catcher's spot and grabbing pitches from Nick Hall all day.
2: He's in there with a 1-1 count now. Has the knee-high socks. A little bit of a staggered stance. Brings the bat to his shoulder. His heart comes set. Brings it home. Down low two and one. So, Callan, you know how we were talking about this one was moving fast.
1: We were headed to the bottom of the fourth with an hour removed from the start. 45 minutes later from that, we're still in the top of the sixth with one out. The brakes
2: have have engaged on this game. Yes. Swing and a miss there, two and two. That's what happens when a lot of runners are on base. You get guys slowing their tempo down, a lot more pitches thrown. And, you know, total game time, that's really a stat more for me and you, Callan, but...
1: You know, I think even in-game it starts to affect these guys. Maybe mentally they start to, you know, there's a lot of time. Maybe they start to think about, you know, what's going on at home, what's going on at class, what's going
2: on, you know, with their friends. This one smacked up the middle. Ben Hart gets a glove on it, and he'll stop it, pick it up off the mound, throw to first, over to third on the play is Homer Bush. Sy Snecker out 1-3. It was a hard-hit ground ball. You're glad that it looked like Hart got his glove down rather than it hitting him in the leg. We'll see here. I don't no, know. No, that nope. one hit his ankle right off the ankle. It's not gonna feel good. <sighs> but he is able to stop it, get the out. Trainer. That
1: one's gonna sting a little bit. That one hits right where the calf
2: connects to the Achilles. Baseball trainer Cause out there. I work with Cause all the time. I was in talking to him this morning. Awesome. It's
1: Callen Webster. Not only calls games here on the blaze; he's also a D one athlete himself, running cross country.
2: Yep, it's a, it's a good time. Some would say; others would argue, cross country, not the funnest sport. I mean, for me, Callen, I'd be, I'd be dead. They're going to give Ben a couple throws here to see if he's doing all right. Trainers look on. Cause says he's all right, so he's going to stay in the game here. It look, I think. We'll have to get the replay, but I think it
1: actually hit him in his left leg, which is the leg he pushes off of to release. He's a lefty, and so I think when that left foot came around, you know, and it started to turn, and the back of it showed towards home plate. That's exactly where and when it hit.
2: Yeah, you're hoping on that it hit maybe more of of the calf than the shin bone because it's going to hurt a lot more on the bone. But he looks not to be in too much discomfort out there. I mean, it's going to be a bruise tomorrow, but will stay in there now and pump in a strike. I mean, Hart has to have a pretty jacked calf if he's always planning off of it. So he should should be all right. 0-1 here to Dustin Crenshaw. He's walked, singled, and grounded out. An RBI ground out to second over in the fifth. Man at third, two away. He's going to foul this one off to the left side and out of play. 0-2. So Ben Hart pumping in a couple strikes there. No Not wasting time after he got hit on the ground ball. Yep, Crenshaw staying alive here. Really doesn't have to reach for anything. Crenshaw, number 51, takes a ball well up and inside. That one almost in the danger zone,
1: Callan, you could call that. Pretty high and inside. We'll see where this next pitch
2: lies for Hart. Crenshaw, 6'2", 190 out of Chandler, Arizona, Perry High School. Swings and he grounds this one. Foul up the first baseline. Still 1-2. and Crenshaw, sophomore. Bats left, throws right.
1: Those guys are always interesting. I don't know how you mix it up like that. I don't know. I'm a righty-count. Right I do everything. I shoot a basketball, throw a baseball, football, eat food with my right hand. I don't know how to do
2: it. This pitch swings, and he foul. He didn't get a piece of it. It's a ball in the dirt. It'll be strike three swinging. So we'll go to the bottom of the sixth. Trailblazers now down 5-2.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU Athletics on 913,
3: The Blaze. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next we have Nico Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow. It's back to the
0: action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: Yes, we're back. Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster here on The Blaze. And, yep, you guessed it, Dixie State baseball. Two to five. Your score, the lopes of Grand Canyon Visiting from Arizona
2: with the lead. And Nicole brings home the first pitch here. It's down away. 1 0. Oh, Zach Thomas, Tyler Hollow, Parker Schmidt, or sorry, Tyler Hollow, Parker Schmidt, Chase Rodriguez do up here. 1 0 pitch, swing and a miss there by Tyler Hollow. Nicole still in the ballgame. Five innings, two runs, four strikeouts. Take a guess at his pitch count. 82. It's 10 below. It's 72. 72. Still in good shape there, pitch count-wise, then. 1-1 one, one pitch. Down low, 2-1.
1: For the bottom of the 6, that's not bad at all. A little over 10
2: pitches per inning. It's elite. Yeah. Pitch count there will get you through 6, maybe 7 innings. Always love to save your bullpen early in series. Swing and a miss again there, 2-2. Two and two. Tyler Hall in this one.
1: Bottom of the second had a single. Bottom of the third was up again after a hot Dixie State inning where they scored two. He grounds out in a double play.
2: 2-2 pitch. Fouls this one away.
1: Recently, you know, Dixie State hasn't been able to connect, put the bat on the ball as well as they've liked. They only have I think one actual hit in the last two innings.
2: Nick settled in for sure, made it a little tough on the guys. This one's swing and a miss again. Fifth strikeout for Nick Hole. Yep, that's and three. Tyler's confused. <laughs> he was standing there. And, yep, that's strike three. Sorry, man. You're going to have to sit down. Parker Schmidt will come to the plate, singled his last time up. He was like Tom Brady there. He was expecting a fourth strike. Yeah. (laughs) Tom Brady not knowing what down it is. Tyler Hollow not knowing what strike it is. Those two, you know, similar great athletes. The first pitch in here to Schmidt from hole is swinging Lined up the middle. It's going to float a little too long, though. Bush is there to make the grab. So two quick outs here in the sixth. Chase Rodriguez will come to the plate. He's 0-1 today with a sack bunt on his ledger as well. Struck out back in the second. His sack bunt in the fourth.
1: Rodriguez, first baseman. If you see a Dixie State double play... It's Chase on that first base bag with the stretch.
2: Solid hitter is Chase Rodriguez. He takes ball one outside. One and O.
1: Hole has been moving here, and even though that pitch count up now to 79, the speed of the pitches really don't look any different. Fouls
2: this one away. One and one. I imagine as long as he doesn't have too much of a hiccup here, he may come back out for the seventh. At this point in the season, pitchers are a little more stretched out. This one's fouled off. It's going to be off the catcher, off his shin guard. Home plate umpire will give him a second. Toss the ball out. Look to brush off the plate. Snicker says, I'm good to go. One, two, count.
1: I like the approach here from Rodriguez. Almost looks like he's swinging for the fences. And with nobody out, two outs in this kind of game, down three, heading into the, potentially the top of the seventh after this at-bat. You know, I like the, the approach for going for a score.
2: Being aggressive. 2-2 two, two count now. That one was down low. Next pitch already in on the way. Swinging a line drive up the middle and was stopped by the bare hand of hole... An impressive <laughs> play. He knocked it down, went behind the mound, threw to first, reminiscent of a play I saw earlier from a Texas Rangers pitcher in batting practice. A hard line drive. He caught it barehanded. with that one. Not going to feel great off the Ooh. throwing hand. Picks it up, throws it out. That may be the day for him after a play like that. It's not going to feel great, but... It will send it to the 7th, 5-2 Grand Canyon. I mean, that's not even his uh,
1: best snag on the mound today, Callan, He had that one where it popped straight back to him, a line drive, didn't hit the ground, caught it in the glove. The glove falls off the hand as the ball is released from the glove exiting the hand. The ball is in the air, and he snags it with the bare hand, then scoops it to first for the double play. So Hole has been everywhere, getting strikeouts, getting outs himself with the bare hand. We'll take a break here on The Blaze.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
3: Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at FireAdapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at FireAdapted.org.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: Through six, now it's time for the top of the seventh. Oh, one count now here. After that first pitch from Elijah. Nope. Elijah Burries just saw that first pitch. On the mound. Still for Dixie State. Ben Hart. Who came in recently for Brett Porthin. As this one is going to get past the first baseman. And in to right field for a single. Rodriguez. Couldn't get a hold of that one. the play at second. And he's safe. And a little celebration there.
2: It was another play into right field. Just a lackluster effort from the right fielder, assuming a single. And the second time in a row that they've been able to take one off Jack Walker. Yeah, Homer Bush Junior. did that one. Kind of a oh,
1: he lost it for a split sec.
2: It'll be ruled a single and a fielding error.
1: Interesting. I think he, I think he got it in the glove, went to you know, switch hands and lost it there for a sec. Had to. Get it back behind his ankle. Here we go. A new batter. This one going to be chopped. The effort to first, but the ground out the is there.
2: 0-2 oh, count now. Looking to give him his fourth out of the day. That 4-5 spot between Tyler Wilson and Adrian Torres. over 6 so far today.
1: Yikes. So the pitching has... Done a nice job not letting the cleanup, not letting the guy after the cleanup really get involved in this one. But everybody else for Grand Canyon has pretty much had a nice day. Top of the seventh. We are on the blaze. That one is a ball, nearly a strikeout, but going to be a little too far inside. Wilson there showing the patience recognizing it could be three strikes in a row, but rarely do you see that. But Hart will have to wind up again. Lifts the knee, releases it. That one curving towards the plate, not quite there in time.
2: And that one outside again, 2-2. You know, I think it's cool to see these games on on ESPN, ESPN Plus, for the Trailblazers. You get to see um, a smaller school, not the biggest program, um, out there on that national stage, and You mentioned to me earlier you're going to get to call the game on ESPN on Sunday.
1: Yes, I will. I will not be on ninety-one three, but I will be on ESPN Plus. So if you got an account, hop on noon Sunday for the last game of the series at Bruce Hurst against the visiting Lopes. It's
2: a really cool opportunity, happy for you to be able to do that to to call those games on ESPN and. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a really cool opportunity being D1 now that some of the students get the chance to to call games for ESPN or run cameras for ESPN.
1: And more importantly, these D1 athletes get some more notoriety and get to be on the big stage. Get to play on
2: ESPN. It's, it's a really cool deal. That one.
1: Check swing. Maybe not in time. The throw to third on a steal attempt is going to be safe, and they're going to call it a strikeout but not an out on the stolen base. So Elijah Burry's in a, in a spot, in a time in the game where you wouldn't expect someone to go for it for third, and it was, oh, third baseman Shane Taylor had to take his feet off of the bag to stop that ball and receive it. So just like that, base stolen from the Lopes.
2: Another strike out there, so 0 for 7 from the 4-5 or hitters now. It'll be up to Adrian Torres if the Antelopes are to take advantage of the single in the air to start the inning. That one's going to be
1: fouled off. Now up to the plate. Adrian Torres, the DH. Number 23. 0-1 count now after that foul ball. It's Ben Hart. With two strikeouts now on the day. Hart has the pitch selected. Going to wind up and throw. That one's going to be chopped right to first, and that's going to be one of the easiest outs of the day for Chase Rodriguez. Another good inning in the field for Dixie State. They escape without giving up a run. 5-2, to two, your score here on the Blaze. We're heading to the bottom of the seventh. We'll be stretching in the break.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: The old ball game. You could probably hear it down at Bruce Hurst, but we're back in the 91.3 The Blaze Studios calling this game. We are all stretched out. I hope you are too. It's Dixie State We're moving through this one. Facing off against Grand Canyon, Jacob Zerman, Callan Webster here on the call. Five runs to two. Your score heading into the bottom of the seventh now. Ten runs to six and one error for Dixie State. Coming off that win against Brigham Young University
2: earlier in the week. Coming off a win against BYU. Grand Canyon coming off two wins against the number four team in the nation, Texas Tech. Both teams seeing... Some of the highest highs they've seen as a
1: program is that first pitch. Going to be called a strike, hitting that
2: corner, low and outside, corner of the zone. Second straight year the Trailblazers have taken down the Cougars. Pretty cool to see. Now I'm going to be fouled off. Now an 0-2 count here.
1: So this is Matthew Vančić, shortstop. Had a play a couple minutes ago. Following him will be Jagan Levitt, and Shane Taylor. Taylor will bring it back to the top of the lineup. That one nearly hitting advantage. Boy, moved the tip of the helmet out the way. You know, that might have actually made contact
2: with the tip of his helmet. I don't know that was close, Callen. Did you get a look at that? That's the kind of pitch that you, uh, you wouldn't mind getting hit by too much but hit to the right spot because it was a slow breaking ball. But he did get out of the way. I don't know if there's a right way to get hit in the face, Callen. Well, that was close. If it ticks your helmet at 70 miles an hour, you'll be all right. I mean, talk about unfazed. There was a tough play yesterday, opening day for the Mets. Pete Alonzo, their big first baseman, took a pitch up near his face. It glanced off his shoulder and then into his helmet. He ended up being okay, had to come out of the game. Terry Collins wouldn't let him stay in, but a bit of a scary play, but. Pete Alonzo ended up being all right. So Nick Hole is
1: still on the mound for the Grand Canyon Lopes. Bottom of the seventh here. Started out with the strike, then a foul ball, 0 2. Three balls since then. It's full count. And that one called a strike as Ivanchich was running to first. Disagreement there on the field. And Matthew's got to take the depressing walk back to the dugout.
2: You never like to do it, especially there where you feel like it was ball four. Now you gotta go explain to coach why you weren't swinging. It was
1: right it was right there on the mark. Where you, you know it could go either way. I think in a game like this, you know, ref, I don't know if he's adjusting his calls, adjusting the zone. That one could have gone either way, but we're moving through this one. The first out of the inning, of the bottom of the inning, and that one curving back towards the plate. That's a nice control on it there from Nick Cole. Hole now has his one, two, three, four, five. Is that your tally as
2: well? Yep, Yep. five K's on the the night. Trailblazer side, three strikeouts, one from Portham, two from Ben Hart. Back to back, similar
1: pitches there at Jagan Levitt. He doesn't swing at either one of them. And one, one is now the count. Levitt, the center fielder, number four. Has a single on this one. Can he get another single? Nope. A ground out. Right to third in the throw. Easy as
2: can be. Dustin Crenshaw with another play. That one. A chopper. Had him played perfectly. Drawn in just a little bit. Two hops and right into his glove. Simple play. but It'll set his feet. we will take us back to the top of the order. It was Shane Taylor. You
1: can always tell... You know, typically an infielder would take one or two hops. If that first hop, you know, once he receives the ball is super duper slow, you know, he's just
2: got all day to make it. Taylor taking ball one on this at bat.
1: Hole and Taylor back to the top of the lineup with two outs as this one's going to be hit. Will it drop? Yes. Right in front of Bush Jr. in center field. And that's going to be a base hit single for Shane. Second hit of the day for
2: Shane. Last time he was up and hit a single, he actually scored. So we'll see. Maybe get a couple, couple more guys going. Two out rally and bring this game just a little bit closer as we head into the late innings here. So now Jack
1: Walker coming up has not yet reached first base or any base for that matter. And it's been in right field. Had two plays where it looked like a single kind of maybe let it hop a little bit too long or kind of lost it with the glove for a split sec. Anyway, two singles have turned into doubles off of Jack Walker. And that one's going to get past the catcher. Dixie State will advance to second just like that. So Shane Taylor kind of gets a free bid over to the next base.
2: Wild He's, pitch just down low there. Went down with Snyder. It's showing bunt there. That one just came up short, and Snyder couldn't block it. It rolled <laughs> back behind the plate. That was in the dirt
1: nearly before home plate. So perhaps Nick Hole starting to not have the same power that he had earlier. And it makes sense. Bottom of the seventh, two outs. Speedy pitch going to be fouled off into the net. Nick his pitch count really kind of going up since we last mentioned it. It's now all the way up at 95.
2: This will certainly be his last inning, likely his last batter. That kind of, kind of count regardless of what happens, but I guess we'll see. A little bit different in college baseball right in the pros is this pitch. Swing and a miss. In the pros, you have to pitch pretty much every fifth day. In college, typically, you get a whole week off. You play the weekend series, so you'll usually have your Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters. So you get a little bit more rest as a college guy most of the time. I was going to
1: mention this one. Callen. we talked about it off air, a little bit on air. Juan Colado, second on the team in batting average, not
2: even playing today. Just has the day off. Yeah, I'm getting a day off. You'll probably see him back out there the next two days. A little bit of a conversation going on now with the umpire and he's going to call somebody out. I, I'm i not what? sure why, but the Trailblazers are walking off the field. Just gave a fist pump.
1: And yep, the camera just caught on over to the ump. Chris Fatenauer is going to come out and have a conversation. We'll see where this one goes. But yeah, I, I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. We're not on the field. Even if we were at the field, Cal, I don't know if we would know what just happened. I mean, the only thing I can think
2: of is... Hidden ball trick? Some sort of interference, because it wasn't... I'm not sure, but Fenton Howard's walking back to the dugout, not terribly unhappy, so I guess we'll see what happens, but we'll, we'll send it to the bottom of the eighth. <laughs> I don't even know if Jack Walker's going to come back up to bat.
1: Yep. We'll move on. Top of the eighth we go.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blades. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where
3: they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek.
4: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org.
3: Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow? Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course.
1: Catchy. I like it. Okay, River. Dude. How's the
0: temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless
2: relaxation. Ah,
0: it's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 913 The Blaze.
1: We are back here on the Blaze. Dixie State brand can the Trailblazers. And the Lopes, Bruce Hurstfield, the location of this one. Glad you're joining us on a Friday night on 91.3. Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster with you. It's Ben Hart on the mound for DSU. Confusing sequence on that last inning. Callan, break it down for us.
2: Yeah, I think what happened, it's a little bit weird on that last pitch. It was a swing and a miss. They called it a strikeout, but it looked like it was a foul ball. And for whatever reason, the umpire took several seconds to rule it that that wasn't a foul ball because the ball was in the dirt and got away a little bit. So they were thinking foul tip, but the the catcher picked it up, tagged him out. The umpire called him out on it. But it's weird to see that the call took that long. That's where the confusion came in is because the umpire took a few seconds to make up his mind seemingly. Here in a 2-0 count,
1: that last pitch, eight ball, so it's now a 3-0 count. And I believe we have a pinch hitter into this one, Callan. This is number six. I'm trying to find my roster. Here we go. This is number six, Cade Redusco. It's the same guy. He takes
2: ball four there, so he'll walk on four pitches. Okay, I just messed up the order. No worries. So he'll reach base. with a walk there. And Tyler Aguilar will come to the dish. not the start Dixie State
1: may have been looking for. But Bent Hart now still on the mound, going strong in the top of the eighth. It looks like his cleats are huge.
2: I don't know what size (laughs) those are, but that man's got big feet. Fakes and throw to home, we'll throw to first. And it won't
1: be in time. The runner will remain for
2: Dusko. The sun setting in St. George. Just a little remnant of light left. But the lights on at the field. Bruce Hurst lit up. That pitch is in there 0-1. Aguilar.
1: This one has a two-run homer. In his last at-bat in the sixth. Fly out in the fifth. In a single in the first. So... You know, we have mentioned a couple of guys who could be in the running for that. Ken Garth, St. George, Ford league and player of the game. But right now, maybe Taylor Aguilar with the best case. This one's a chopper. The throw over to second. It's out. So a little scoop toss from Matthew Vencich is complete in time for the first
2: out with the top of the eighth. That's a, That's a tough one. That one went off Ben Hart again. The second time he's been hit by a ball, he deflected it. Again, I think it was with his right leg and went over to the shortstop, flipped it over to hollow and did get the force. I got the lead runner, but it's the second time Hart's been hit this time. No one's going to come out and check on him. Stay in there, son. I don't know if it was the leg or the glove that time. All I know is Dixie
1: State pitchers kind of need to watch out. Ball magnets out there tonight. So now it's our man. Man with a great name, Homer Bush Jr. As he flashes bunt there for a sec. He's 34, the center fielder. Has some awesome grabs in center today. He's a ground out, a single, and a double, so.
2: The man has all sorts of style with the eye block coming down. Oh, yeah. The chain. The knee-high socks. The stirrups.
1: He gets the check mark
2: next to Swag. He does. Swag points for sure. But with a name that cool, you got to. Homer Bush. The one arm sleeve.
1: The bent heart. Eyeing first twice will throw home, and that one's going to be fouled off. 1-2 is the count. Bush. Tapping the bat on the cleats. And Hart is selecting his pitch. He's got it. Eyes first again. He'll throw it this time. And it's going to be safe again.
2: Not a huge lead for a Tyler Aguilar over there. but Keep an eye on him. Don't want him running here. Trying to keep it a three-run game.
1: Hart throws again towards first. And you know, he's definitely been using that neck a lot. Having to look every direction out there, it seems. Is, almost seems paranoid of that batter on first, even without a big lead. So, Bush gets the pitch this time. That one's going to be fouled
2: off again. Beautiful view, really, out from center field there. out on to I-15. I root for the Royals, and they have Interstate 435 in their outfield. You can see the cars driving by, and I always liked that as an outfield feature. It's pretty cool that Bruce Hurst has that themselves, and that one
1: too high called a ball. You know, we've seen Homer... Bush Jr. sees some pretty high pitches. You know, he is 6-3 but, you know, when you pitch it up by his head, it's not going to be a strike. And Hart once again checking to first for Dusko.
2: Having a lot of action on that first base back. You don't know, have the same data here you have in pro ball, but I'd, I'd love to see if, if they had it a kind of a, a hot zone chart on Bush if he doesn't hit those top Those high ones, well. The grounder to second. No throw will be
1: made. As, boy, you get caught in between two opportunities there, and you realize, I'm not going to beat out the speed of Bush Jr. As Tyler
2: Hollow kind of got caught in a little pickle there. Just a soft roller infield single. Couldn't have placed it any better. Just didn't have any play. Maybe had a play at first, but couldn't get it out of the glove in time. and He was spinning. Back towards second, so it'll be two men aboard for the Trailblazers. Ben Hart's going to have to work out of trouble again.
1: Hart will try to recompose himself. Sigh. Snedeker, the catcher. That first one goes by for a ball. Seneker, the catcher. 40, 48 is his number. Bats left in that right box. Trying to get loose, wiggling the bat around a couple times. And gets in his stance. Swing and a miss. That one a little high. No connection made as
2: Ben Hart found the spot. So hasn't been the biggest offensive threat. Thus hitting the 9-hole. Hitting just 221 coming into today. Just one home run. But he does have a double and a run scored here.
1: Tonight. You know, and Kellen, right as we mentioned these guys who are at the bottom of the stat sheet for the Lopes... They seem to have a hit right after. It's so that one in the zone. Called a strike. That one curved right back where he wanted it. And no swing there.
2: Snedeker reaches base here. You can, you can blame me for the jinx. Sounds good. But I have faith in Ben Hart. He's going to sit him down. I'm saying uh, double play to second base. Let's see it.
1: Callen wants a double play. Will we get it? a swing and a miss? There we go, and out nevertheless. And Dixie State will take it. Ben Hart, Callan, you
2: believed in him, pays off. I knew in my heart he could get him out. Oh, Didn't get the double play call right, but I'll take the strikeout every time. Callan doesn't have a kid, but that's a dad joke right there. Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) Back to the top of the lineup here. Dustin Crenshaw. Uh, One of those guys that uh, hasn't had the best stats this year, but has been on base twice tonight. Yep. Walk in the
1: first. That's a strike. Single in the third. Grounded out in the fifth, but an RBI scored off of that one. Then had a strikeout. So he's seen a lot of different kinds of plays today. Still in the 0-1 count. He'll reset his feet in number 51. The third baseman's now... Ready to go. Batten left in the right box. That box pretty much no longer existent. The dirt has covered it up. And a swing and a miss there. 0-2 now is the count. Hart starting to find some rhythm.
2: Hart here will be looking for his fourth strikeout. If he can get one more strike. Brett Portham, the starter, just had one.
1: Yeah, not a lot of K's today for Dixie State been busy in the field. And that's a strikeout. Number three. Got away from the catcher a little bit, but Caden Hollow will track him down. And that's another strikeout for Hart. We'll move now to the ninth inning. Here we go. Oh, sorry. Bottom of the eighth is the uh, scoreboard already changed.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze.
3: This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let us begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Do you have plumage? Please tell me you answered no, which means you need to get a fishing license and have your boat registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Fort Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: into the bottom of the eighth. About two and a half hours through this one. Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster here on the call on the blaze. Dixie State Baseball facing off against the visiting lopes of Grand Canyon. The Trailblazers find themselves down three runs. It's a 5-2 ball game. Chris Fatenauer talking with the umpire once again. And Callan, what do you think was the conversation this time?
2: I I would guess he's going back to that play that ended the bottom of the 7th, the weird check, swing, foul, ball, debatable thing. Javier Cantu out there. I I wouldn't give him the greatest grade on today's game. I've been a number of calls I thought were a little bit funky, but by now it doesn't seem too upset. He, he took it and walked back to the dugout, and we'll get underway here with no real issue. Caden Hollow up to bat for
1: Dixie State. The star catcher on the squad made some preseason lists. And you know, you don't often see that for guys at Dixie State. But number 27 in that box right now. That first pitch is going to be popped up. Maybe there's a chance at it. And said's going to leave the park in foul territory. So an 0-1 count will be how Caden starts off. And you know, when you look at the scorecard. He's got a single in the first, a two-run RBI single in the third, and a walk in the fifth. Perhaps they put Caden on
2: base again. Haven't been able to get him out yet. Why start now? New pitcher. You're correct. On the mound. It's number 44, Eli Ankeny, a junior from Desert Vista High School in Phoenix, Arizona. Yep, Ankeny does
1: throw left.
2: He he leads the Lopes with a 1-3-1 ERA. Whew. He's pitched in 14 games, all relief appearances, 20 and two-thirds innings, giving up just three earned runs, seven walks, and 31 strikeouts. So Ankeny
1: gets the pitch. Going to wind up throw towards home, and it just... Goes left of the plate for a foul ball. So 2-2 now is the count, evening it up. And Hollow, the third batter in the lineup, has Zach Thomas and Tyler Hollow, the brother of Caden, in the 3-4-5 batters approaching. This one is going to curve back towards the plate and get Hollow looking for the strikeout. That's what a way to start off for Eli Ankeny.
2: Hot pitch, another one where Caden didn't look like he loved the call, but nothing you can do about it. Just gotta go back to the dugout and get ready to catch top of the ninth.
1: Grand Canyon and coming off big time wins. Not one, but two against Texas Tech, the fourth ranked team in the nation. And, you know, Dixie State has been able to hang in with some top dogs. I mean, they faced Arizona, lost in extras in the tenth inning, one to two. As that one goes by is Zach Thomas, the DH, number 14,
2: into the box. Dixie also was able to win a game against Arizona State, another squad that's good year after year. Of course, the win
1: right here at Bruce Hurst Field a couple days ago against Brigham Young. So now a swing and a miss, this time from Thomas. It's now a 1-1 count as Thomas is a fly out, a walk, and a fly out in this one. So... Still trying to get that first hit. It's a little conversation between umpire and pitcher as Ankeny is going to make his way back to the mound. Ankeny, six foot, but pretty solid. 200 pounds, junior from right there in Phoenix. Didn't really have to go anywhere to go to the Grand Canyon. Who knows? He could still even live at home. That one going to be hit straight in the air, and it'll go back behind home plate. After the foul ball, a one-two count now here in the bottom of the eighth. You're listening to the call here on the Blaze. Jacob Zimmerman, Callen Webster. Ninety-one-three is the place to be for Dixie State Athletics. Dixie State not out of this one yet. Down five to two, but. Pending some amazing offenses. That
2: one hit the camera. Still shaking. Yeah, kind it's of shaking. Man. Remain one and two.
1: Dixie will step out of the box and step right back in. And Zach Thomas ready to go. The wind up from Ankeny
2: leading to a foul ball again. And they're staying a lot. Still one and two. A couple foul offs here. Just his gloves. It's always funny. Batters adjust their gloves a lot. I don't think it always needs to happen, but just part of their little routine. There's the windup. Eli's going
1: to throw towards home. Swing and a miss. Gets away from the catcher, and he'll throw that one on over to first to clean up the strikeout.
2: Back-to-back strikeouts to start the night for Ankney He'll look out to strike out the side. He's going to have to do it against Tyler Hollow, second baseman for the Trailblazers.
1: As this one nearly hit home plate, was in the dirt, fielded well by Sai Snedeker, the catcher, number 48. And that's an easy throw for the second out of the bottom of the eighth in Dixie State. Just got a shot of their dugout. You just see
2: sad faces yeah, all across Yeah, it's tough to be down in a game like this. But the good thing about baseball is there's another chance tomorrow. The good thing about tonight is that it's not over yet. Still four outs to go.
1: O oh, one count now. This one going to be chopped and gets past the diving third baseman. And just like that, Tyler Hollow has a second hit on the day.
2: Just under the glove of Dustin Crenshaw. Gave it his best effort, but just snuck by him. He was drawn in. Looking for a bunt perhaps, but being drawn in, he wasn't able to get to that ball. So a single for Tyler Hollow, his second hit of the game. He had a single back in the second. So he's two for four today. And will give a chance to Parker Schmidt with a man on board.
1: Yep, Schmidt has a single in the bottom of the fourth. Other than that, has a ground out and a fly out in the second and the sixth. That first one going to be called a strike from Eli Ankeny as number 44 starting to get control of this one. The launch towards
2: home plate. Going to be called a ball, that one low and outside. Barker Schmidt, no home runs yet this year. It would be a good time now, make it a, a one-run ball game.
1: And the wind-up here. That one high and inside. Going to be called a ball again. So 2-1 now is the count. Lots of solid hitters on this Dixie State squad. So you got to go down a little bit in the stat seat to find Parker Schmidt. And he hasn't played, hasn't started all the games that these other guys has. But he's played in 19 of them. Started in 15 of those games played. Has 62 at-bats this year, so that's pretty solid. Has 10 runs to show for it and 16 hits. So Schmidt now in the 2-2. in the bat a little bit. Going to take a swing and can't get the contact. So look at that. Strikeout 1, 2, and 3 for Eli Ankeny. In the bottom of the eighth. It's still a 5 2 game. The Lopes over the Trailblazers at Bruce Hurst Field. Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster on the call on the Blaze. Don't go anywhere. Top of the ninth coming up.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George, and at StGeorgeFord.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer, and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
4: What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether? Like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91-3 The Blaze.
1: Once again, appreciate you making us part of your Friday night, 8:35 local time. This one got started at 6. Bruce Hurst Field, Dixie State, Grand Canyon, a premier matchup in WAC Play. Been waiting for Dixie State to kind of take on some of these good teams here in the WAC. Just faced BYU out of conference, but in state. And now against the Lopes, Dixie State kind of starting to realize, boy, Grand Canyon might be one of the toughest teams
2: we'll play, not just in conference, but all year. They certainly are a really good team, and uh, the Lopes do have a 5-2 lead here as we go to the top of the ninth. Ben Hart still on the bump. He's pitched so far three in the third innings, giving up three hits. Struck out four, one walk. Yeah, perhaps, you know, Coach doesn't
1: have as much motivation to pull out Hart. He hasn't really pitched bad. He's pitched good since he came in
2: until that one got drilled. That one drilled into left field, but it is going to be caught. So one quick out. On a fly ball out oh, to Parker Schmidt. He hit it well. Parker had to drift back just a little bit onto the warning track. Make that grab just in front of the warning track. So fly ball into left. It'll bring up Tyler Wilson. Or, sorry, J- Jacob Wilson. Tyler Wilson's up next. Jacob Wilson on the day. Not have the greatest of days. One for four. Did single in the fifth. Takes strike one here. Whoa. Whoa. That <laughs> one was really inside. Yeah, I mean, it's been questionable all night. I'll give it you It has. That. It has. Ben Hart brings it home. That one down low, one and one.
1: But of course, it Cal, it's easy, you know, for me and you to sit in here in the booth and say X, Y, Z. I think the hardest job in professional sports is being a ref or
2: umpire. It's close out there. I mean... Those umpires, they go through a lot. That one fouled the way it looks like. Just did get a piece of it, one and two. My brother went through professional umpiring school last year. Um, did some some summer league stuff. Uh, some semi-pro stuff, actually. So he's league. really
1: going into that.
2: He is. He, he umpired in the Northwoods League. Caden Hollow, actually, and Taylor Tyler Hollow both played in the Northwoods this year. So he actually umpired games for both of them. Oh, That pitch there, it's two and two. So I hear all about it from him. He'll he'll watch games because his favorite umpires are umpiring the game. And an wow. interesting thing, you don't see that out of a lot of people. My brother, wow. my brother loves it. He, he was part of an umpiring fantasy league. This one's chopped up the middle, and unfortunately, it's going to be no play. It was yes. hit. It got over the head of Ben Hart, and it just kind of died behind the mounds. There was no play on that one. It's going to be an infield single for Jacob Wilson. He'll be on with one away. Yikes. That one took a nightmare bounce. Hart had no chance
1: at it unless he was Yao Ming. And that was too short for any of our guys to come up and
2: make a play. Tyler Hollow, the closest, but really no shot. So it'll be one on, one out for Tyler Wilson. He's 0 for 4 today with a ground out. A couple flyouts fly outs. A strikeout his last time up against Ben Hart in the 7th. The first pitch into Wilson from Hart. Grounded foul at the third baseline. Strike one. Yep. Tyler
1: Wilson so far, the ground out, fly out. Has not had any success. And Callan, you mentioned it earlier at that what was that, the four, four, 4-5 spot, no success? Yep, looking oh. at the
2: scorecard, none at all. 0 for 8 right now from those two spots. A, a center part of your lineup you usually get a lot of success out of. Now 1-1 into Tyler Wilson, looking to put a positive ending to his day, but if nothing else can take away the positive, This team is ahead right now. Pitch in from Ben, it's going to be down low 2-1.
1: Two-one count here. This kind of scenario, obviously, if you go from three-run deficit to four, you can, or even plus, you can pretty much count it over. But at this point, I mean, you, you want to be aggressive, but you almost
2: don't want to put it in harm's way. Tough place for Hart. Next pitch into Wilson, swing and he drives this one deep into left field. That one's gonna be over the wall, a two-run home run, and that might put this game out of reach. Two-run shot, Tyler Wilson, just as we're talking about, not a lot of production from that spot. Well, there's the production they've been looking <laughs> for. Tyler Wilson, the first baseman, puts this one over the wall. The second home run of the game for the Lopes, his fifth home run on the year. It is to 7-2 Grand Canyon. You know, we really have been jinxing it, jinxing it all game long. I don't know what
1: we've got going on here, Callan, but, you know, I think we did this earlier. Before the last home run, I had said something about one of the players not having a ton of success with batting average or yada, yada, yada. Very next pitch goes yard, and once again, the same thing happens. So Jacob, Jacob and Callan are really the ones to blame for this one, folks.
2: Yeah, if you're a Trailblazer fan Matt, out there, don't get on my boys hard or Parthom or even on the manager or the umpire. Get on us. We'll take the heat for this one. 100%. We got you, DSU b-ball. Well that'll bring up Adrian Suarez, the DH today. Like we said, he is 0 for 4. He's grounded out three times, struck out in the fourth. Or right, we're gonna get a pinch hitter, actually. It's gonna be Ronnie Belton the third. That's not a bad name. Ronnie Belton the third.
1: Callan sure is fascinated by everybody's names. And I know I can't blame him, you know, Callan, if you called whack basketball with me. It's just insane. I think the Western Athletic Conference is one of the most diverse conferences out there in college sports. They got guys from all over the place with a bunch of different
2: names. What's his name at Utah Valley? It's like a queer or a mayor. I, I don't even know how to say his name. Fardaz Amak. A Mac. I'm not even close. That's a crazy name. One and two there. There was, it was a softball
1: game I was calling against the Badgers of Wisconsin. I learned in that game. You know You can pretty much forget everything else. My takeaway from that one is that there's a town in Washington, not, sorry,
2: not no, Washington, Wisconsin, Wisconsin called Okonomowoc. Okonomowoc? Yes. And imagine being from Okonomowoc. I would be telling everybody, like, hello, my name is Cal. I'm from what Wisconsin. You probably haven't heard of it, but Okonomowoc, it's really cool. It's fun to say. <laughs> you want to try saying Okonomowoc? It's really cool. That'd be how I introduce myself to everybody I meet. Mean. <laughs> You'd have no friends. Well, okay. I mean,. <laughs> Maybe. I went upstairs. Nothing would change, you know.
1: Full count now. And this one getting close to being a wrap at Bruce Hurstfield. Hart continuing his day on the mound. Callan, guess what Hart's pitch count is now at? High.
2: Yes. Ronnie Bell takes strike three there. He'll have to sit down. He was ready to take off for first Ronnie Belt, number 42, by the way. And imagine maybe an ode to Jackie Robinson, a number that is not worn in Major League Baseball anymore except on Jackie Robinson Day when it is worn by everyone. And an interesting fact, actually, this year for the Jackie Robinson jerseys to keep a track of, in previous years, every team would just wear that jersey, their normal jersey, the normal colors, and have 42. This year, all the 42s are going to be in Dodger blue. Interesting. So one team, only one team at a time can wear the 42. Every team on Jackie Robinson team, every player from every team wears number 42 in honor of Jackie Robinson. Well, how do they both wear the Dodger blue? So it's just that number on the back. It's the Dodger blue. So the the uniform will stay the same, but the 42 on the back for every player will be the same color. And I think that's, you know, that's how you should honor him.
1: Someone who had to go through that, I mean... Has Absolutely. there ever been a professional athlete who's had to endure more? I mean, him and Bill Russell
2: probably gotta be at the top. They're they're definitely up there setting it up for a lot of athletes to come that you know we would have never heard of if, if the color barrier wasn't broken. And I mean you're grateful that America was able to to make some changes that I think we can all agree were were good changes. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Of course, hundred percent.
2: I want to count now to Caden Verduccio. He's up at the plates. takes this pitch, swings and grounds it off, foul to the left side, still one and two. You
1: know, maybe baseball, not the primary example of this, but I think when they opened, when they, maybe opened up isn't the right word, but when they became, when they got their head around, you know, the athletic competition, the product on the field or court became a whole lot better.
2: Yeah, I mean, the level of play just raised to another level, that went up and away, in Kansas City, um we have the Negro League Museum that's dedicated to the Negro Leagues who all those stats have actually been accepted as MLB stats now. MLB wow. said officially and that level of play was as good or better than the actual major leagues at the time. Um guys like Satchel Paige, um Frank Gibson, were all incredible players. This one fouled off. And you talk about sometimes like the steroid era, it's, it's not fair these guys were were playing Against guys on steroids, like well, it wasn't really fair for Babe Ruth. He didn't have to face Bob Gibson, who's cranking heaters at 103.
1: Oh man, yeah, MLB history would be a, a lot different.
2: It certainly would be. Two two here. Foul another foul off to the right side.
1: Callan, I feel like this guy's been at the at bat for
2: you know our whole conversation. He has been. <laughs> He's... He's still up five in the ninth. He's not giving up now. He. He wants to go up there and battle.
1: I mean, Verduzco's having himself a great day. Staying alive in this one as a walk. Two singles. Did fly out, though, in the second.
2: We'll do the 2-2 pitch again for Ben Hart. This one chopped on the ground over to shortstop of We'll pick it up, throw over to Rodriguez at first, and that'll end the inning. The Lopes do put two more on the board with a home run from Tyler Wilson. We'll go to the bottom of the ninth. 7-2 Grand Canyon.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze.
4: Hi, I'm Mia Hamm. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouthguards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91-3 The Blaze.
1: This one coming near a close. The 18th last half inning. We are now entering the bottom of the ninth, folks.
2: Last ups for the Trailblazers, and it's gonna be the bottom of the lineup. Chase Rodriguez. Matthew Avancic and J- Jagan Levitt do up. They're going to need some heroics. Down five here. It's 7-2. to two. The Trailblazers scored first in the third, but the Grand Canyon came back with three in the fifth, two in the sixth, two in the ninth, but not hit now 13-8. Yeah, they might need
1: some heroics, some angels in the outfield, the kid who pitched from the
2: Cubs in that one movie. They're going <laughs> to need it all here, Callen. Hey, it can happen. I've seen crazier comebacks. It's going to be Blake Riley on the mound. A new pitcher here for the Grand Canyon. Blake Riley, number 46. He doesn't have the greatest ERA on the air. 788. So maybe we got a chance. He's pitched in just eight innings, and in those eight innings, giving up 15 hits, seven earned runs, 10 runs total, so some unearned runs in there, five walks, 11 strikeouts. The opponent's hitting 385. So, if you're going to make a comeback, this might be the guy on the mound to do it. Going from a guy with a 1-3-1 ERA to 788. I think this is a classic case.
1: If your manager having a guy who he sees some potential in in the bullpen and wants to get him some good confidence, some good quality reps, even in, you know, a game like this, your risk to reward factor, I think you're going to get a lot more reward out of this one. Then risk, you know, a comeback
2: from Dixie State. This one in there, strike one. Yeah, a little bit of mop-up duty, letting the junior get some work. 6'2", 180, out of Thousand Oaks, California. Thousand Oaks High School in Moore Park, California, excuse me. Swing and a miss there. Chase Rodriguez will be down 0-2. Rodriguez struck out in the second. Sack in the fourth. Grounded out to the pitcher, Back in the sixth inning, this is his fourth at bat.
1: I think you got to be from the forest if you're from a place that's called Thousand Oaks.
2: I'm sure there's a, a a tree or two out there, maybe a thousand plus. Probably plus that one outside one and two.
1: So looking ahead,
2: let's let's do that. Dixie State obviously
1: has got this one. Complete the series Saturday at two o'clock at Bruce Hurst Field. So if you're driving around and need something to do tomorrow, head to Brewster's 2 o'clock. And then
2: Sunday at noon, I'll have to call on ESPN+. Plus. up next week, take in on some rivals that are close by. You got UNLV, and then you have Utah Valley. They'll be up in Orem.
1: It was okay, so they were gonna have a UNLV game, but I got postponed to rain. The Dixie State softball team just destroyed the Runnin' Rebels, sent them running all the way back to Vegas with an eight nothing victory.
2: That's one ball, three full count. Fun to take on those those teams close by. Just a little extra juice, especially for me, Utah Valley, as our stream is back on. <laughs> three two count here to Chase Rodriguez. Swing and a miss and a ball in the dirt. Yikes. So that'll be out number one in the inning. The Trailblazers starting to strike out a lot in these late innings. Two strikeouts in the seventh, three in the eighth, and one to start <laughs> oh. here in the ninth. So in the last three innings, that's strikeout number six. Boy, I was going to start to mention that.
1: Eli Ankeny came in. All three outs there in the bottom of the eighth were strikeouts. Now we got Blake Riley. You know, I guess you put in an Ankeny, your best closer, you realize, eh, there's no point in wasting him for a game like this until a closer competition game. At for Dixie, I'm, I'm sure Dixie State is going to bounce back. I mean, you look at their, their track record on the year, they don't get blown out too often back to back to back. They're going to perhaps, I think they're going to steal one here at Bruce Hurst.
2: Will Chambers is going to pinch hit here, number 44. He comes to the plate. Chambers will take over the shortstop position if we do end up going beyond this inning. Who knows? Could happen. Will Chambers on the year, hitting 231. 16 starts. Played in 20 games. Got 12 hits. Does have one home run. 0-1 to him. That'll be in there. 0-2. Yeah, that one from Riley kind of took a... Curve at the last
1: second. The drop in there right in the zone. And with the 0-2 count here, two outs away from being a wrap. We'll see what happens. Holding the bat for a long time is Dixie State. Here's the pitch.
2: This one inside. One ball, two strikes. Will flinch just a touch, but did not offer at that one.
1: Chambers, one of the bigger bodies on the team. 6'3", 210. Big guy. I'm sure he lifts quite a bit in in the weight room. So he's listed as an SR. That means he is a switch hitter.
2: Throws right. Fouls this one away, one and two. Hitting left here. With the righty on the mound. Jagan Levitt on deck.
1: Speaking of weight room stuff. Tyson Fisher, 6'4, 245. Big guy. He got a lot of playing time last year for sure.
2: Haven't seen him much this year. Mm-mm. Don't know if that's injury or what. He I mean, he's playing 23 games. He's been in there some. He's only hitting 230. Not, not great. Mm. One and two here. Will Chambers fouling off. Pitch after pitch after pitch. See if he can come through and reach base for the Trailblazers. It's the 1-2 pitch for the big right-hander. So when he grounds this one over to second base, picked up, tossed to first, Burious over to Wilson. So now two away, the Trailblazers down to their final outs. It'll be Jagan Levitt at the plate, looking to keep this one alive, Levitt did single and score in the third, grounded in, lined into a double play in the fourth, and then, grounded out in the seventh. That line out, that weird play, that hit a pitcher, Nick Hole in the glove, knocked his glove off, He ended up catching it barehanded. A play that I've never seen in baseball. Something every night you come out to the park, there's a new play that you've never seen. Maybe we gotta go check Sports Center top ten tonight, see
1: if that makes it.
2: That pitch down low, one and oh. A lot going on in sports right now. Maybe we can make it happen. I'm sure there'll be a couple shots from the Masters on the Sports Center Top Ten oh, yeah. tonight. Tiger Woods played all right. Looks like he's going to make the cut. Yeah,
1: we ain't got the majors to compete with, so maybe no chance. But you don't want to see Dixie State on the on the top ten for the wrong reason
2: but again. Uh, one fouled off one one. We had a. I a couple years back on the football team. They made the top ten for the right reason. Yeah, they had a an interception. I don't know if you remember this play—an interception thrown downfield, but one defender dove out of bounds, knocked it back inbounds, where it was caught by another defender for the interception on a toe tap. It was I'm a pretty cool play. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often in football. That one knocked off one and two. That play actually was Sports Center number one for a night. For Dixie State.
1: Unfortunately, this past football season against Stephen F. Austin, there was a good old 80-yard double-tip pass that went right into the hands of the Lumberjacks.
2: Not top 10 for the reason there. The right reasons. 1-2 pitch. Coming home. I'll be outside. So extend the game. At least one more pitch for Levitt. Yeah, I could have called that strike three, but instead, you
1: know... I'm comfortable right here in this spot. We'll wait it out a couple extra minutes.
2: Levitt digs back in. Still two and two. That one way upstairs, jumping out of his crouch with Snitker. And that one went over his head, over the umpire's head, and all the way back to the screen. So full count now to Levitt. Still in there battling. A full count pitch on its way in. Riley, I'll try to get this one done. Swing, check, swing, called strike three. That'll end the game. Trailblazers, seventh strikeout in the last three innings. They fall here, 7 2. We'll take a quick break and be back to wrap this one up.
0: You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze. Mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's at 58 years old. For
4: me, it was heart-wrenching. It takes a toll on everyone. I mean, it's a depressing disease to watch unfold before your eyes.
3: You just don't see the, the person's souls like
2: gone.
4: This disease just ravages a family.
2: It changes your life.
4: The magnitude of it is indescribable. Now is the moment to stop Alzheimer's disease. Call Bright Focus at eight five five three four five six two three seven. Moving in with a human. I didn't know how so it would work. Of- Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it. But he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
0: It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
1: Yep, what's going on, Trailblazer Nation St. George and the Utah? This is the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln post game show here on 91 The Blaze. Jacob Zimmerman, Callan Webster. We just got done. With a good contest. Bruce feel the location of it. This one started three hours ago. But unfortunately, Dixie State gonna catch the L in the first of a three-game series against the Lopes of GCU. Seven to two, the final, thirteen to eight, the hits, and zero to one the air. That one air going to the Trailblazers. So far, going into the fifth. Dixie State had the lead at two to nothing with the two runs there in the bottom of the third. But then everything changed momentum wise. Three runs in the fifth, two runs in the sixth, two to really put the Icing on the cake there in the top of the ninth as well, and that got the wrap. Nick Hole's going to get the win pitching today. I thought he recovered really well after giving up, you know, the little dangerous two-run sequence there in the bottom of the third. I think Brett Porthon, you know, pitched okay up until a certain point where his arm got tired. I don't know why they sent him back out there in the sixth, but they did. I thought once that switch was made... Uh, Ben Hart didn't do too bad of a job of wrapping this one up, but the story of this one just is the lope dominance. I mean, they continued their excellent play coming off the two upset victories against number four Texas Tech in the whole country in baseball, folks. We knew Dixie State. They didn't have a super high percentage chance of getting the win here. But, you know, they keep it relatively respectful and with a lot of games still coming up in the season. And these two games coming down this weekend uh, against the Lopes again, 2 o'clock on Saturday, tomorrow, 12 at noon, Sunday. There's a lot of time for Dixie State to recover here. And I think even with a decent performance in this one, there's still a lot
2: of room to grow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Trailblazers have a lot more play to come up, and you know, this is one of the tougher teams they're going to play this year. I-, I believe as they go through WAC play, they're going to end up about where they're at right now, third in the WAC, getting a lot of wins, hopefully finishing the year over 500. Um, nothing today really stands out terrible. Uh, the only thing I'd say that they didn't do super great that kind of led to their downfall was handling the bottom of that batting order, um, the bottom of the order there. Uh There was in the last four spots, eight for sixteen plus a plus a walk, or eight for fifteen, plus a walk, five runs scored. I think that's where a lot of the issues came from.
1: Looking at those wax standings right now. So in baseball, it's a little different. They have a West Division, which is seven teams, and they have a Southwest Division, which is six teams, all from Texas, as you pointed out, Callan. And when you look at the West Division, that's where really a lot of the best teams in the WAC are. That's where Dixie State is. They are second in that West, second overall, right behind Grand Canyon. So keep in mind, folks, even with a loss like this, with a game that wasn't too close, the program is still in the right direction. They have a ton of wins coming their way. 3-7 and in their last 10, but that's just due to the competition, they continued you know, their success earlier into this one coming off of the game against BYU. They didn't have to travel this week at all. But the Lopes do come to town not too far from Phoenix. Do you think they're going to start to build on this you know, in the three-game series? Or do you
2: think Dixie State will start to climb back a little bit? Dixie State's a really good team. I, I don't think they'll get swept in this one. I, I can see the Trailblazers taking either the one today or Sunday. Um, Grant Cain's a really good team, but they're obviously not unbeatable. They've been beaten 11 times this year. The Trailblazers have beaten some good opponents. Uh, so I think the Trailblazers are able to hang tight.
1: So in this one, there were a few plays that stood above the rest. Obviously, when you look into the scorecard, there was the two-run homer from Taylor Aguilar. There was you know, a couple nice RBI plays. There was a snag from Nick Hall, when he was on the mound, where you know you mentioned it, went into his glove. The glove popped off of his hand. The ball exited the glove, and he caught it with his bare hand, scooped it underhand to first base for the double play. Callum, there was a lot of great plays today. Does one stand above the rest, you think, other than that?
2: There's a lot of good defensive plays, a lot of good hits for him. I think the one that really set it apart when you go into that sixth inning, it was still just a one-run game, 2-3, and it's that Taylor-Aguilar home run Yep. He put that over the left field wall, made it 5-3, gave him some breathing room, and the Trailblazers weren't even weren't really able to battle back from that, um, kind of remained all, down all night, and that's how we got to where we are right now. So when it comes to
1: the player of the game, which we'll get into in just a sec, a lot of players showed out on Grand Canyon, but kind of let's look at Dixie State here for a moment and try to highlight some players, even in a game like this, two hits on the day for Shane Taylor, two hits and two RBIs for Caden hollow. He was probably the most impressive trailblazer brother. Tyler hollow had two hits as well. A hit a piece for Schmidt and Levitt. So it was really the, you know, those trailblazer names that really stick out on the squad that, you know, assisted Dixie state and keeping this one within five, five runs with the two hits from hollow, two hits from the other hollow brother and Taylor, Outside of that, I mean, the supporting cast kind of didn't have the day they were looking for.
2: Yeah, I want to give a little credit to Ben Hart. He did give up the two-run home run in the ninth, but to come in, pitch four and a third innings, save the bullpen for the rest of the day, and for the most part, quality pitching. I'm um, to give him some credit. I think he, he did a good job um, in his role in that bullpen. Five strikeouts. Yeah, he came in and, and did pitch well. So now
1: over to Grand Canyon, and we got to give the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln Player of the Game. Huge shout-out to our sponsor over there at Ken Garf. We appreciate your contributions. But for the Player of the Game, Callan, you really wanted to go a certain direction with this one. It may or may not be biased off of the name, but you know the play backed it up. Let's hear it.
2: Homer, Bush Jr., what a better baseball name can you get? He had three hits on the day. No one else had three hits today. An infield single, a double, a single a run scored. And on top of that, two really nice plays out there in center field. A sliding grab on his knees going over to right, and then one where he was running straight back and leaped up and caught one just before the warning track. Two balls as they go down are probably doubles. Can change the complexion of this game. So he had a great day at the plate, but he also had a really good day in the field. So I got to give it to Homer Bush Jr. The last thing I'll ask you, Callan,
1: before we get wrapped up with this one. Obviously, we don't know this one yet, but who
2: do you think might get to start at pitcher tomorrow? Um, we'll see. I think there's been a couple of, of different guys that have been be, out there for him this year. It could be Dylan Holiday. could be Jake Dahl. Perhaps Jimmy Borzoni. I think, I think Dylan Holiday has gotten most of those second starts this year. So I'd go with Holiday. Expect to see him out on the mound tomorrow.
1: That's going to do it for the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln post game show here on the Blaze. The Trailblazers will fall to the Lopes in the first of a three game series against GCU, seven to two, being the final. Once again, a reminder here. Tomorrow at 2, Sunday at noon, I'll see you there at Bruce Hurst Field. But for Jacob Zimmerman and Callen Webster, that's going to do it for us here on the call. Back to the music. Stay sporty, St. George.
0: You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information about Dixie State Athletics, go to DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. <laughs> Weather brought to you by Onyx Cafe. Handmade wood fire pizzas on St. George Boulevard next to Menchie's.
3: Looks like we did make it to a weekend.